This Roundtable Broadcasting Podcast of the Max Roundtable is brought to you by Adams Drugs, our family serving yours since 1962. Next contestant. <sighs> Honey, you look confused. What's wrong? I'm having a hard time remembering to take my medications like I'm supposed to. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to worry you. I'm glad you told me because I heard that Adams Drugs has a medicine on time service that will package your monthly medications and make them easier to manage. Our neighbors, Bill and Leslie, mentioned the other day that they use Adams and how they have made it so easy for them to manage their medications. Do you think we can call Adams Drugs or go by there and see if they can help me? I don't want to get to the point where you have to put me into an assisted living home. Why don't you get your medications together right now and let's go down to Adams and talk to the pharmacist. How much does the medicine on time service cost? I asked Bill that same question, and he told me it's a free service for Adam's customers. Free? Wow, I'm feeling really good about this already. Let me grab my meds list. Call Adam's Drugs Medicine on time for your pharmacist consultation. Visit us adamsdrugs.net for more information on our medicine on time packaging service. Welcome to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Listen to Doug for lunch each weekday as he breaks down the hottest sports topics on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. You can be a part of the show by calling 334-517-1210 or by texting the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Now take a seat at the Roundtable, brought to you by Max Credit Union, with locations in the River Region, Auburn, and Opelika. Max, smart money, made simple. Good Tuesday morning to everybody. Welcome in. Good to have you along as we roll through or about to get to another night of SEC basketball. Two games tonight, four tomorrow, I believe. I think this is the last week of midweek buys. I think South Carolina and Auburn are the only two teams not playing either tonight or tomorrow night. And then, of course, Saturday starts the stretch run where everybody plays every single uh, opportunity uh, once on Saturday and then once during the week. Lots to go over today. Our buddy Ben Thomas will join us at the bottom of the hour about 11.30. Kevin Skarbinski with us at uh, – I said Ben Thomas again. I do that a lot, uh, and don't I don't know why because I know a Ben Thomas and a Ben Taylor. Ben Taylor – Far exceeds Ben Thomas with his sports knowledge. Uh, sorry, Ben Thomas. Uh, but my buddy Ben Taylor, my apologies. Uh, ben understands, man. I'm an old guy and got a lot of plates spinning here today. So uh, we're going to have a good time with Ben Taylor at 1130. Then Kevin Skarbinski at noon. Murph will be in in the 1 o'clock hour today. Want to hear from you guys. Just some breaking news and this is not really any shocker, but the playoff committee uh, board decided today to go to the 5-7 format since the Pac-12 is gone, uh, obliterated. Uh, the top five-ranked college uh, conference or Division One uh, CF uh, college football teams, you know, the, not the FCS, but the FBS teams, the top five-ranked conference champions will get automatic bids to the playoff. There will be seven at-large bids. What has yet to be determined is revenue distribution, 
Will the Big Ten and the SEC request more? Who knows what's going to happen moving forward? We know about the ESPN contract that was just signed. We found out during all of that that ESPN can actually, in those first-round games, they can sell them off if they chose to uh, to some of the other college football networks that are carrying college athletics so that could be interesting to say the least uh, we'll keep an eye on that but five seven i know a lot of people out there would prefer zero twelve i think but we know what zero twelve would do it literally would eliminate probably a bunch of times where not only would the group of five champ not get in but Many times I'm betting some of, at times, the Big 12 or the ACC champ might not get in either. Uh, Doing the 5-7 assures there being an, an ACC team, assures there being a Big 12 team, and also assures that there'll be a group of five team. That's the way it's set up now. I think most people close to... The college football dynamic believe this announcement that's come in the last couple of weeks about the SEC and the Big Ten kind of getting their heads together to look at the future of college football and maybe just college athletics in general. I think that's scaring a lot of people. (laughs) I think you could read between the lines with the commissioners of the ACC and the Big 12 that, uh, that they may be treading lightly moving forward because neither of those leagues have near the punch uh, that the Big Ten and the SEC have. So it's an ever-changing world in college football, folks. I think we know that in college athletics in general. Uh, And, you know, it is what it is. Nick Saban last night was in Birmingham for the Nick Saban Legacy Awards. He honored uh, Frank Beamer and his family. Frank and Shane were there with his family and then posthumously honored Bobby Bowden. I think some of Bobby Bowden's family uh, was there in Birmingham. Both of those two coaches honored last night um, with the Nick Saban Legacy Award. Saban was there. He met with the media. We're going to play some of his audio with the media yesterday. It's the first time he's spoken to anybody really in the media since he sat down with Reese Davis, what, the day after uh, he retired. Uh, boy, he looks so. He looks just content and happy. Uh, and I think he probably stepped away at the right time for him. I think he's going to enjoy what he's doing. Uh, obviously with ESPN, but I think you may enjoy uh, hearing from him. I talked earlier about if you're following college football, your head spinning. If you're following Alabama's football coaching staff, your head spinning too. Uh, first off, though, before we get to all the coaching staff changes, why don't we tell you about a couple of new players uh, that Alabama got? You know, the the one thing uh, that we had heard early in the week is uh, about the defensive back in the portal from Michigan, uh, and Keon Sab is his name. He's got three years of eligibility remaining after just completing his redshirt freshman year. Uh, he started a lot of games. Uh, he had two interceptions, six pass breakups, um, and he's 6'1", 208, and he committed yesterday 
to Alabama. He was a uh, four-star uh, coming out of high school, uh, the eighth-ranked safety, the 13th-ranked player in the state of Florida. Uh, finished his high school career at IMG Academy. Had a pretty high rating. Uh, Four-star all the way across the board on three, 24-7, Rivals and ESPN. Uh, and was right around that six, seven, eight number uh, when it came to safeties coming out of high school. So he will be at Alabama uh, this next fall. Then late last night, uh, Alabama got another Washington commit, uh, and that's interesting as well. A tight end uh, came from Washington, uh, and you know it, it's a it's a good thing. And I think anytime you can get players to come, when you had a roster that's kind of uh, gone south. Uh, a little bit, then I think that's a good thing. Uh, so Alabama with uh, another player coming to uh, the Crimson Tide. Uh, he was a uh, – let me find his information. I want to give you as uh, much thought as, – as much info as I can on that. But I'll get to the coaching staff in a moment uh, because the coaching staff – uh, it had massive change uh, yesterday. Uh, the tight end transfer for Alabama uh, is uh, Josh Cuevas. Uh, he played some for Washington. Uh, had caught some big passes, 6'3", 240. Um, made some plays. Uh, uh, it's apparently he's already enrolled and he is on scholarship uh, they're going to double-check that, but it looks like that's the case. Um, he signed with Cal Poly uh, and and then transferred to Washington, where he had some big plays uh, last year. Back to the main story here, and it's Alabama's coaching staff. I mean, this is the 10 that are, are Alabama assistants as of today. And I'm telling you, I mean, as of today, <laughs> because they have changed so many times over the last 10 days. That's not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing. Uh, but, you know, you got these people doing research on these guys that, that Kalen DeBoer is hiring uh, after some of these guys are leaving. Uh, but here, here's what we got uh, so far for Alabama's coaching staff. Kalen DeBoer's first at Alabama. Nick Sheridan is the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. He came from Washington. Uh, Jamarcus Shepard is the co-offensive coordinator and the wide receiver coach. Robert Gillespie is the running back's coach, retained off Saban's staff. Chris Kapolovic, or, Ka or Kapolovic, or however you want to pronounce it, is the offensive line coach. He came from Baylor. They hired him yesterday. Brian Ellis is the tight end coach. He was the offensive coordinator at Georgia Southern. They hired him yesterday. Kane Womack is the defensive coordinator and the linebackers coach. Freddie Roach retained as the defensive line coach. Mo Lindquist, the co-defensive coordinator, came from Buffalo as the head coach. Colin Hitchler is one of the new dudes. Um, the co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. Uh, and then uh, I had heard, and I'm looking at this list here, uh, let me let me check one thing before I take a break. 
uh, because it's been, I mean, literally, your head needs to be on a swivel uh, to keep up with all the changes. Uh, Christian Robinson is the one that was also hired yesterday. He spent a year on, I think, uh, Brian Harson's staff at Auburn. Uh, But he's now going to be the linebackers coach uh, because um, William Inge left uh, to go coach elsewhere, I think, in the league. I think he's at Tennessee, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong on that, but a lot of – I don't think there's ever been – even under the Mike Shula days, you know – there's never been even. I mean, even just the turnover once Kalen DeBoer was hired. Seems like there's been five or six things since then. We'll discuss that today with you. The new bracketology is out just for fun. We'll discuss that. I want to make my case to you, the jury, about South Carolina hanging by a thread if these last six games don't go their way or last five games go their way in the league. We'll talk all that stuff. We need to take a break now, however. We are back right after this. Good to have you along, folks. It's the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is Dory Noka. You're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Nothing is as exciting as the sounds of NASCAR. Hear all of the action of NASCAR Cup races on ESPN The Ticket. NASCAR on The Ticket is brought to you in part by Mid-State Driving Academy, where you can get your CDL, Basil's Truck and Camper for all your towing needs, United Heating and Air for your year-round comfort, Bud Light, Larry Puckett Chevrolet, and Wiley Sanders Trucking, who is now hiring drivers. The home for NASCAR in 2024 is ESPN. I'm Gordon Stone, and it's a pleasure to speak with you today as the mayor of the town of Pike Grove. It's an honor for me to share with you some of the great things about our community. In Pike Grove, we focus on four pillars. Planning. We want to know what the future looks like, and we want to work toward that future. Quality of life. We want to understand why people love living in our community, and we want to work to make sure those characteristics are featured every day in Pike Grove. Education. We're so blessed to have a great city school system and thankful for all those teachers and administrators who make every day fun in Pike Road when it comes to learning. And we're so proud of our students who are aspiring to be great leaders in our community and great leaders for our nation. And services. We have great services in Pike Road because we work with partners who allow us to meet the needs of our citizens and do so in a very efficient manner. Our four pillars in Pike Road have allowed us to provide focus and have a vision for the future that has made Pike Road a special place. Come see us in Pike Road and learn why we say welcome home introducing new Budweiser Nitro Gold a lager brewed with toasted caramel malt and infused with nitro for a finish as silky smooth as a jazz sax solo new Budweiser Nitro Gold so smooth available now enjoy responsibly 
2020 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold Locker. Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Basil's Truck and Camper wants to hook you up. Basil's Truck and Camper specializes in trailer sales and service. They install hitches, camper shells, and truck accessories. They're dealers for Lear, Rolling Lock, Undercover, WeatherTech, Better Build Toolboxes, B&W Gooseneck Hitches, and are the only draw-tight hitch pro in the state. Basil's Truck and Camper is located at 507 Northeastern Boulevard or call 260-5554. Check them out at basilstruckandcamper.com and follow them on Facebook. Come on by and let Basil's hook you up. So you're looking for a car, you want a great price for the best buy around. Take my advice. Why, Why would you buy new when you can buy budget? Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs with factory and extended warranties. Why, Why would you buy If you're looking for the best opportunity for copier multifunction systems and printers, look no further than ABS Business Systems of Montgomery. It's locally owned by Eddie and Judy Cobb, and they are service-oriented. Ten service techs to take care of all of your needs. But most of all, Eddie and Judy have built their business on integrity and trust. It's ABS Business Systems of Montgomery. Give them a call at 334-396-0809. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Folks, you know how I love uh, receiving really neat videos into the Pig Enterprises text box. And I love sending them out to you as well. And it reminded me, uh, our buddy Clay sent me one. And I believe it's Johnny Miller and Jack Nicholas playing in some sort of charity event. And they're both mic'd up. And uh, Johnny Miller's out in the fairway. And Nicholas says, you need to putt it from there. And Miller says, you can't putt it from here. And Nicholas says, sure you can. You just hit a good putt. And, and Miller kept pushing back. I believe it's Johnny Miller. I think I'm right there. And Nicholas says, I'll come show you. And he just walks down there, throws the ball down, puts it, and he makes it from about, you know, 100 feet. Uh, it's unbelievable. Hilarious. Uh, well, Clay sent me that, and it reminded me of something I saw last night. And I want to send it to you. I want this to be my gift to you on this 20th day of February, 2024. It was either at a high school game or a small college game. The gym looks like a small, or it looks like a high school gymnasium, okay? Although I've broadcast game college games that uh, were in what appeared to be small uh, high school gymnasiums. But it is hysterical what happens. A boy that doesn't look, I'm literally, y'all, I'm telling you, he doesn't look... 
I mean, I don't know how old he is. He doesn't look any more than 11. And this is obviously one of those things that I'm pretty sure you buy insurance for, right? Where, you know, holes in one. I don't know what you play in Adams Drugs sponsored golf tournaments. And, and Mike has to, he buys insurance and he has to have the shot at a certain length of, uh, for it to qualify, right? If, if you make a hole in one. Well, this kid, I mean, literally, you got to see this to believe it. This kid had to make four shots in 25 seconds. In essence, people, he had to make he had to make a layup, make a free throw, make a three-pointer and make one from half court. Now, watching as the time goes down, it's very obvious that he couldn't have afforded to miss any of them. He basically had to go four for four. And if he did, he was going to make $10,000. You got to see this to believe it. I want to send this out a boatload of times. And yes, he did that to get his own rebounds. So nobody was helping him. He had to make the layup, retrieve the ball. Make the free throw, retrieve the ball. Make the three, retrieve the ball. He literally ran 15 feet behind the three-point shot. The clock is down to like five, four, three. He throws a baseball pass. That goes in to win $10,000. It's the most remarkable thing you'll ever see. Four for four for ten grand. He had to make all four in a row because uh, he wouldn't have had time had he missed one of them. All you got to do to get it from me is text the word video to me. If you text the word videos to me, I'll send you the Nicholas putt too. That one's equally funny. Uh, and and if, you, if you're like me and don't mind people sticking it to Johnny Miller at times, especially the greatest uh, Jack Nicholas for doing it, I think that's pretty cool. So if you send me the word video plural, videos, I'm going to send them both to you. If you send me just the word video, I'm going to send you the little kid uh, making in the shot. It was unbelievable. 334-313-1170 is that Pig Enterprises text box. I want to send this video out and I hope you'll send it out to a bunch of people too because it is phenomenal. Just send the word video 334-313-1170 if you want the golf and the basketball videos. Just pluralize the words. Not hard. This week's Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week is Auburn High School's Adam Ganya. The Tigers senior guard went 5 for 7 from behind the arc in the Sweet 16 with 15 total points to help the Auburn High School boys reach the Elite 8. Adam Ganya, your Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week. The Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Check them out online at theorthoclinic.com. All right, we are about to roll toward where we were going with our man, Ben Taylor. Ben will join us at 1130. He had to move his schedule a little bit. He had a meeting. But before we get to that next break, and we'll let you know what the bracketology looks like. So in Lenardi's bracketology, Tennessee is a two. Alabama is a three. Auburn is a four. 
Kentucky is a five. Florida and South Carolina are seven seeds. Mississippi State is a 10 seed. Texas A&M is an 11 seed. They are in his last four buys group. And then Ole Miss is playing in the first four in Dayton. Here's my point about South Carolina. And I'm going to go over this with you for a couple minutes and see if you agree with me or not. I literally think they very well may have a tough time getting in the tournament. Their three road games are against teams that are battling to make the tournament. That means a, you know, a larger sense of concern by those home teams. Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State all host South Carolina literally with their postseason life on the line. They may win all three of those, South Carolina. I tend to think the chances are better they lose all three of those than win all three of those. Their two home games are against Tennessee and Florida, two of the hottest teams in the league, Tennessee and Florida, both in the top 25. There is a (laughs) – I'm just telling you, it's not far-fetched to say that South Carolina – could lose all five of those games. And if they do lose all five of those games, they would be 21 and 10 overall. That sounds good, right? It really does sound good. But nine and nine in the league with a horrible non-conference strength of schedule in the bottom th- bottom fourth of the country or thereabouts, in non-conference strength of schedule. They would find themselves, if they lose all five, heading into the SEC tournament, they could be absolutely sweating it out, especially if they have an early exit in the SEC tournament. Just fun to kind of follow these teams on the bubble. Isn't it great that the two teams in this league from Alabama, uh, from the state of Alabama, don't have to worry about being on the bubble. Neither team does. Both are solidly in the, the postseason when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Ben Taylor will join us upon our return. I've got about 70 texts that I need to send some videos to. I'm going to spend the next few minutes doing that, and Ben joins us right after this. It's the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is the SEC Network's Roman Harper, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Did you know that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover your termite treatment or termite damage? That's okay because Pest Pro is here to protect your most costly investment. 
We are the only company in the River Region with the Termidor HP2 injection unit. We bring the best and newest technology to your home. Call today for a free evaluation. 265-9990. That's 265-9990. Our website is ppsriverregion.com. When you want to know, call a pro. Pest Pro Services. Introducing Budweiser Zero. Zero percent alcohol, zero grams of sugar, full Budweiser flavor. A refreshing alcohol-free brew that tastes like the real thing. Budweiser Zero, zero alcohol, zero compromise. Are you ready to transform your bathroom into a space of innovation and luxury? Look no further than Bath Innovations of Alabama, your go-to for custom bathroom remodeling. Bath Innovations introduces cutting-edge shower enclosures crafted with integrated high-tech polymer, safety, space optimization, and a stunning aesthetic. These enclosures redefine your bathroom experience. Made with top-tier materials and state-of-the-art technology, their enclosures boast unparalleled durability. They are mold and mildew resistant, easy to clean, and come with a limited lifetime warranty. Bath Innovations Shower enclosures proudly carry the prestigious Good Housekeeping seal of approval, ensuring quality and excellence. With over 300 color pattern combinations, finding the perfect match for your bathroom decor is a breeze. Elevate your space with Bath Innovations. Interested in a bathroom remodel? Call Bath Innovations today for a free estimate. Visit their design center at 2331 Eastern Boulevard or explore options on their website, bathinnovations.com. How much do you pay to get a two-piece suit cleaned at your dry cleaners? Is it over $20? Lily's Cleaners charges only 16 bucks. Lily's Cleaners also offers military discounts. And if you bring in 20 pieces to be cleaned, Lily's will deduct 20% off your bill. Lily's Cleaners on Dow Raider Road at the Atlanta Highway just behind Dollar Tree and just off the Eastern Bypass on the Lagoon Business Loop, which is the road that runs beside Walter Craig. Lily's Cleaners, where Price cleans clothes. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Over two decades ago, when my dad had the wild idea to get into the car business, I never would have imagined being part of a multi-generational family business specializing in pre-owned vehicles. That's probably because I've heard every used car salesman joke you have, and who would want that? Neither did he. That's exactly why he started Pig Enterprises and why our family continues to do what we do today. We understand how awful car buying can be. We understand it can be stressful and overwhelming. We understand it's a big investment. This is exactly why we do the things we do completely different than the other guys. You'll be treated like family. Your money and time will be valued. You'll receive a top quality vehicle backed by our name and our free three-month, 3,000-mile pig certified warranty. There is a reason why we have repeatedly been named Dealer Raider Dealer of the Year for the state of Alabama. Come see for yourself. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. Wiley Sanders isn't just family-owned, but is also God and family-oriented. As a trucking company built by truck drivers, they know that faith, family, and drivers are the key to success. When you work with Wiley Sanders Truck Lines, you receive a $1,000 sign-on bonus, competitive pay based on experience, Blue Cross Blue Shield, 401k, and more. Call now, 855-777-9785, or 24-hour calling, 334-372-5049. Experience the camaraderie by driving for Wiley Sanders. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. 
Text 334-313-1170 or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Taylor from over there at WANI and the Auburn Network in Auburn, Opelika. He and Jacob Goins do a great job of making sure we stay on the air. Sometimes that can be a difficult thing to do when we're connecting techno- technologically. How you doing there, Ben? What's going on on this beautiful Tuesday? Man, I, well, I guess I could complain, but there's no point in me complaining because it's not going to do any good. True. So, uh, we're still licking, our, still licking our wounds from this past weekend, Doug. Yeah, that um, I'll just tell you, I, I was shocked by what I saw Saturday evening. I, tr- I truly was. I know you were. Um, I, I just don't. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw Kentucky defending. Uh, nobody saw um, just the the. I don't know how to describe the shooting from behind the arc, but it wasn't good. Uh, come no, up with I, it was just I, it was not a good night. I'd say eighteen percent is not very good. That's for sure. Well, you know, at some point you got to stop shooting them from back there if you're not making them from back there. No, um, I completely agree. That's one thing we, you know, I had a discussion with uh, Jack Hudden, who does our after the game. He's going to be broadcasting here in a few minutes uh, the Auburn High School playoff game in Birmingham and. I was talking to him this morning about it as well as as Zach. And, it, you know, at some point when you're – I understand. Now, this is, this is something – Doug, you and I have talked about this before. This is – I don't know why a lot of Auburn fans are shocked. This is kind of the, the, the pearl mantra is he says they'll shoot their way out of it. I mean, he did it at Tennessee. He's, he's done it at Auburn. Um, but at some point, especially when you're that close in a game, I mean, those points are so precious that, you know, usually Auburn's at around – and it's not just the three. I, I, I pointed out the other two things that stuck out in my mind was uh, the free throws. Usually Auburn's right at around 85 to 88% free throw shooters, uh, which has been great over the last uh, over this year because it's never been that before. They shot 70% as far as free throws are concerned. And then um, the other was the assist. You know, we ran three different point guards, zero assists yeah, that, that's, out of your point guard. That's unheard of. No, exactly. I thought you know nobody acted as shocked as I was at that, I, and I don't understand it because that's literally almost the definition of a point guard. I and, mean, you should be able to get assists even without trying if you're the one that's have that's handling the ball a lot of the time. You know, correct. Uh, I mean, it just shows. I don't. I don't know what it shows, uh, but it shows this about Auburn is, and I think you would agree with this. For Auburn to advance in the postseason, in either tournament they're in, they're going to have to get much better perimeter play. Oh, no doubt. And uh, I'm not, you know, Holloway's not the answer. I, I don't. I, I think he's. I think he's a fine point guard. I think he's kind of regressed a little bit since the first of the year. Uh, and there's a lot that's been put on film now, so I think the bigger guards are knowing how to kind of body him up a little bit and kind of keep him at bay up at the top. Uh, I still say over and over, as far as the offense is concerned, some things are going to be, have to be done differently. I know that they've tried to mix it up, putting Denver Jones up there at the at the one this last couple of games and letting him play a little bit more. But you know the movement's just not there. That that high screen and and roll is is there are a lot of teams that now have figured that part out and and we saw that in previous years i mean 
you even look at how good Walker Kessler was at that. They still, towards the end of the season, there were some teams that were like, no matter what, we're not letting the screen and roll beat us in this game and make everybody else win, not your big guy. And so um, I think that's kind of the recipe for disaster as far as Auburn is concerned now that teams are starting to kind of shut that down. They've got to, they've got to figure out another go-to. And, uh, you know, the, the Williams injury doesn't help. But um, as, you know, I talked about earlier this morning, I, I think with Williams being out the next couple of weeks, this is now where you find a time, number one, for somebody to step up. And number two, nothing against Georgia, but it comes at a great time with a bye week for everybody to get rest, put basketball away for a little bit before they start reporting back a little bit later on this afternoon and then are able to get their ducks in a row and hopefully uh, head over to Athens and figure something out before this Saturday. You know, I've just been sent this. Um and I'll just read it because it's factual. Uh, Auburn is among the nation's leaders in assists to turnover ratio and assists per game, 12th and 11th, respectively. And the ask the question, was Kentucky an outlier? Uh, I believe that it was. I believe that it was, too, if you look at just the assist numbers. What I don't believe is an outlier is – this, the fact that what I just said to you, Auburn still has to get real, much better guard play to advance in the postseason, whether that's shooting the ball. Uh, and, and, and again, I'll stop and start there. When you're talking about uh, Donaldson, Holloway, Katie Johnson, and then I guess Denver Jones is considered, what's he playing, a three? Uh, two, two and three. Yeah, Baker Mazar is playing mainly a three and a four, right? Uh, three. Uh, Auburn has to be able to get better play on the perimeter. When you can assess that or, or define that any way you want. But as Scott Sanderson said in here yesterday, and I've heard Sonny Smith, Wimp Sanderson, Bruce Pearl, Nate Oates, John Calipari, guard play in the tournament is what's going to get you down the road. And last year, we actually saw the guards pick it up towards tournament play. And so um, we'll, we'll see. Donaldson did at least last year. That was kind of the bright spot of what we saw towards the end of the season. However, mm. uh, he did not have last, he did not have a good game this past Saturday. So, you know, it's it's weird, Ben, when you think about this. This was said prior to the Kentucky game by Bruce Pearl. He said, if you look at our numbers, if you look at the games we've lost, they literally are locked arms with the games that Jalen Williams doesn't play well in. That, oh, yeah. that literally yeah, was that. said pregame, you know, the week in his press conference leading up to Kentucky. Now... A lot of people believe that he won't be back maybe for one regular season game. I doubt for two and hopefully ready for the conference tournament. I, I want to see how Auburn responds without him. And, and I believe it's going to re respond with Baker Mazzara playing more minutes, Denver Jones playing more minutes, uh, Cardwell playing more minutes because he's an energizer or bunny, uh, and obviously Janai Broom and, uh, and the point guard, two-headed point guard. No, I yeah, they – 
I, I've said that numerous times throughout the year. And the re, I, it was more along the lines of what I said is Jalen's got to find a way to be better on the road. You know, there was a statistic, uh, and I st- it may still be holding true because I don't know that he hit a three the other night, uh, Jalen Williams. So um, it, there, Justin Ferguson had, had shared a statistic earlier in the year. Anytime he hits a three, Auburn is undefeated. And you've got to find a way. If that's the truth, you've got to find a way to get him open and get him involved. Now, some of that on him, I've told you, sometimes I look around at offense and we got a lot of dribbling taken up at the top of the key and we got Janai Broom trying to find a way to get open and everybody else is standing still. Now, I don't know if that's by design or planned or what, but there's got to be some more movement. Some other guys, if they want shots, they got to work to get those shots. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um it, it's it's a I don't really know where you know Auburn's a four seed right now in most bracketologies three or four I, I honestly don't think that they'll drop below a five I don't don't see that happening because I think they're going to win uh, some of these games without the guys we're talking about I'm with you uh, I think they beat Georgia um, it, you know w- without Jalen. Uh, and you know you get you got uh, Georgia twice <laughs> and Missouri once. Uh, that that's if Auburn wins those three games at Georgia, at Missouri, and Georgia at home, which they will be favored in substantially favored in those three games. If they win those three, brother, they're going to be twenty three and eight. And they will be no worse than a five seed, and they will have a great chance to get uh, the the two the double bye uh, as a top four team in the league. I totally believe that. No, I, I said that too. Everybody's kind of doing doom and gloom, and I, I you know you look at the schedule, and yeah, Tennessee's going to be tough, and Mississippi State. The good news is that's at home uh, whenever they come into town. Correct. So they they do play Auburn tough, but it, it's a. I, I'm just glad we're not going on the road to Mississippi State this late in the year uh, as opposed to them coming here. Um, but you're right. They grabbed the Georgia win this Saturday, and then they grabbed the Missouri win, which that's, in my opinion right now, that's turned into what they call a trap game. And then they grabbed the Georgia win at home. And then, Doug, if they win one or two in the SEC tournament, they still may be a four. I mean, it just because of the, the level of competition that will be in the tournament and and – teams and as far as the selection committee may say all right clearly they can it, it still comes down i know that they have the points and all, it still comes down to the selection committee putting some people in some certain places and i still think if they can grab three of five minimum and win a couple of games in the tournament i still think they're they're a four which is where they are right now yeah and you know i listen I, i've looked at it as closely as a person can look at it uh with trying to figure out what kind of impact does the conference tournament have on seeding i just don't believe i think it's getting less and less and less all the time go ask texas a&m uh you know uh, what a couple of years ago uh go ask uh there's all kinds of examples of the tournament not really you I'm not even sure you can improve your status unless you win the league tournament. Yeah, and I don't I do agree with that. I don't think you can drop much, even if you don't play well in the tournament. So, I think if you ask me what I thought Auburn's record's going to be uh, in the, in the last five games, I'm saying four and one. 
Uh, you know, I, the Mississippi State game being at home, I think Auburn's going to avenge that loss, Ben. Uh, and and if they get that done, then I'll guarantee gum to you twenty four seven gets you a top four seed. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I do. I that'd uh, be thirteen and five in the league. That that would be a lock. You know what's odd about it is the the people singing the doom and gloom. I mean, who would have thought we would be upset that Auburn has probably going to end the season with uh, less losses than double digits? And that just that didn't happen around here a lot, Doug, uh, a few years ago. So um, I I like where they are, especially the fact that I don't know how Jalen's availability is going to be affected by that knee. I know that they said it's non-season ending, but – you know, how much does he favor it or the first time he gets his knee bangs against somebody else's and in, in play, does he, you know, is he out for the rest of the game? So um, going to need some guys to step up next man up. I mean, you've, you've, you've seen Mazzara. He's going to have to probably take on a bigger role and play a lot more of that four more than likely, which at his size is a little difficult as skinny as he is, depending on matchups and who he's going to be facing. The good news is he jumps out of the gym. So he's got that going for him. Uh, and his quickness is a little bit faster than most probably fours are. Um, but he'll have to extend as well and have to take some outside shots. So uh, Cheney Johnson, same deal. Uh, he has shown signs of athleticism. Now with Williams being out, I, I expect Bruce probably calling on Johnson to probably carry the load a little bit more than what he has. Uh, his only issue that I have with him is sometimes on defense, he gets a little handsy. He could get in foul trouble really quick as uh, he stops moving his feet and starts reaching with his long arms. And something about a guy that's 6'10 plus swatting at a ball, they officials tend to notice that. So he's going to have to he's going to have to move his feet a little bit better. What um what what's been the feel around there after the build up to college game day and um, you know Auburn about an eight and a half point favorite in the game, not you know and and not performing well. Are people hitting the panic button? Because if they are, I think it's a bit premature, especially if Jalen uh, gets gets healthy by postseason. The new basketball fans are hitting the panic button. The people that have been around it a while, and some of the some of the older generation that has seen, they're not hitting the panic button yet. I think the the feeling after Saturday, for the most part, has been more disappointment than anything. And and nothing, not to discredit Kentucky. And I tweeted this out, and some Kentucky fans jumped in my mentions. But it's what we talked about when we first came on the air, Doug. I mean, when you shoot 18% from behind the arc, 70% free throws, and your point guard has zero assists, granted, Kentucky's defense probably led to a little bit of that. But, you know, I forgot the statistic where out of those threes that were missed, something like seven to nine of them were uncontested. Yeah, very uncontested. Yeah, so that had nothing to do with defense. They were wide open and just missed a shot. I'm glad you said that because Kentucky's getting a lot of credit for defending. I I think if Auburn had had just an average shooting day, uh, would they shoot 30% from the field and then 4 of 22 from behind the arc? And like you said, I'll bet you six or seven or eight of those threes literally were out there like you were shooting around. Because, I mean, wide open, especially, especially Holloway. Uh, just, I felt, I felt sorry for the kid. And I don't know if that's a timing issue or now he, it's gotten to his head a little bit because he those are shots he was hitting at the first yes. season. And so those I are shots think, he's been hitting for four years. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so 
and and I I understand that the let him shoot his way out of it, but at some point in a game like that, that it's the close, it's like okay, I understand he's wide open. I gave this example a little bit earlier today with a group that came by the radio station talked, and I said there was a point during the South Carolina game, Auburn had three on one on South Carolina. Chris Moore had the ball. Chris Moore understands his role, Doug. He immediately stopped and pulled it out because he knows he's not a scorer. It's time for some self-evaluation for some of them that I understand when Bruce says shoot your way out of it, he gives them the freedom to do it. Just because somebody gives you the freedom to do that doesn't give you the right to not have the self-awareness to realize, I ain't got it tonight, Coach. I need to figure out something else. So as much as people have kind of criticized Chris Moore for his lack of offense, I do find it awesome that he is self-aware to know I ain't the offensive guy, so there's no point in me trying to run the offense around me. Let me put it in the hands of somebody that can. Ben, I and think I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I apologize. And I think some of the some of the guards need to do the same thing. Listen, you take three, four, five shots, and you're nowhere close. It's time for you to, even though the coaching staff may say it's okay, keep shooting if you're wide open. Sometimes you just got to self-reflect and go, not tonight. Uh-uh. You know, I, I, I don't. I don't have it in me. I don't know if you agree with this or not, uh, but and Scott and I kind of alluded to it yesterday. I think you know one thing Bruce Pearl and this team has done all year long is limit the minutes. Right, twenty five minutes a game. I think is the highest number a player is averaging. If you look at Auburn stats, uh, eleven guys are playing eight minutes or more. I think it's time to cut down the bench a little bit. Quite frankly. Uh, I do agree with that. You know, I think Baker Mazar needs to play more. I think Denver Jones needs to play more. I think uh, Janai obviously needs to play more. Uh, Don, you know, look, they've played, what, 26 games right now, and nobody's averaging more than 25. I know Broom, I think, played over 30 Saturday. But I think it's time. Look, they're young kids. They can get They can get by with playing 32, 33 minutes a game. And I think it's time that Auburn loads their gun with the best players playing the most minutes. I completely agree, Doug. I said that um, during the Florida loss. Is I got a little frustrated because there were times where Auburn was still in that game and some substitutions took place. And I thought, this is just kind of crazy this is happening right now because clearly the guys on the floor were not in foul trouble and were not breathing heavy and grabbing their shorts and bending over. I just didn't understand it. You know, I, I don't know if it was just a different rotation that he was trying to get in there. And, and listen, that, they're the coaching staff for a reason, but I'm with you. There's there's times where uh, there's some guys that they put out there that matchup-wise, it just you're sitting there going, let's give the other guy a few more minutes and instead of instead of doing that right now, and, and especially if there's some sort of run going on. So, I mean, I get switching them out when you get in foul trouble, but that hasn't that hadn't been the Auburn, case. No, Auburn's had, I think, maybe one game where some guys got up to three fouls. They had three guys with three fouls, and maybe another game a couple of guys had four fouls. And, you know, at that point, when it gets down to the end of the ball game, you just got to kind of roll with it and see if, if they foul out. But that's what – when you say you got that bench, then prove it. That's when you prove it. But, you know, pulling them off the floor and, and cutting down on some of those minutes, especially, you know, at first I worried about Janai. 
you know, being a big guy, if he'd get wind, he seems pretty fresh at the end of the game to me. He does. I mean, he's had game. You know this. He's played better, much better in second halves Mm -hmm. than he has in first halves. Yeah, he he looks like he's got another seven, eight minutes in him. So, you know, I, I get big picture. You want him tournament wise, but picture right in front of you. You want these guys also cohesive on the floor with one another, and let's not start really changing the lineup when it does get tournament time because then, you know, the cohesion may not be there. I'm going to say this, and people can shoot me down all they want. I'm fine with it. You know, right now, Trey Donaldson's averaging 19 minutes a game. Uh, Aiden Holloway's averaging right at 20. So they're kind of averaging out, right? I think Donaldson needs to get about seven or eight more of those minutes right now. I think Janai Broom needs to play about eight more minutes. That would get him to 32. I think Baker Mazzara needs to play, you know, above 25 to 30. I think Denver Jones needs to do the same. I think those four dudes right there, Janai Broom, Baker Mazzara, Denver Jones, and Trey Donaldson – in Jalen Williams' absence, they need to split a lot of those. And I know they all don't play the same positions, but those, I think, are your best scores right now uh, with, with the change. I'm just not sold on a couple of guys that some other people are sold on. That's just me. I think Dylan, I think Dylan Cardwell needs to play a lot. He's kind of an energy guy. But I'm not sold as much on Chaney Johnson as some people are. He's playing 15 minutes a game. Uh, Chris Moore's playing about the same. Um, I, I just think you go with your horses down the stretch and into the postseason, and I think Auburn's resting their horses too much. What do I know, though? I mean, I'm not a coach. I will. I, Chaney Johnson, number one, he's got to stop shooting three. Uh, that's been – he he's – He's four of 23 right? from behind the arc. And a lot of that has come as of late out of those 23. He wasn't doing that really at the first of the year. So uh, I I would like to get him inside more. Maybe he and Janai Broom on the floor at the same time for that that four and five position. And uh, I think that would – but that's the thing is, you know, the old – uh, what, what, what did my dad who used to coach? He had one guy, he said, all right, you got three hula hoops. You can walk in. That's it. And let him, let him have his three hula hoops, one in, one in the lane and two in the post. And that's it. He doesn't need to ex- exit those hula hoops and, and go out there, uh, you know, outside the three point line. Cause he, it's just too tempting for him to take that shot. Um, I, with Donaldson, I think that Bruce is wanting him to play more. Doug, he's the one I talked. I just said, you know, not much foul trouble. Donaldson's been the one the last couple of games has gotten three in the first half real yeah, quick. Yeah. So they, he hadn't had much of a choice with that. So Donaldson's got to do a little bit better job of, um, you know, not being so handsy. It, it's great to get that steal and get that fast break out front. All it takes is one doing it, and then you think you can steal every ball that comes across half court. Um, but, it, you know, he's got to pick and choose some of his battles as far as, uh, reaching in and, and trying to get that tip away so he can get that breakaway dunk like he did against South Carolina that kind of set the tone. He's he's got to he he's got to be careful how often he does that because they're now that he's playing more. Some officials are on to him and they're starting to whistle him for some of those ticky tack slap fouls. 
Yeah, and then the, the horrible decision that he made, that Trey Donaldson made, and basically defensive backing one of the guys out of the, uh, off off the floor with the with the hip check. Uh, just can't do that kind of stuff, man. There too many cameras everywhere to catch that. Man, did you see that one last night, Kansas State and Texas? I did not. Oh my goodness, they kicked him out. They kicked the Kansas State player out of the game. Is that right? Oh, he clotheslined him. He went up towards the end of the game. Was close too. He he did not need to be exiting the game. I mean, they were within five or six, and I'm watching it, talking to my father. And when it happened, I said, "Oh my goodness!" I'll have to go find that. A guy went up for a breakaway layup, and the guard came from out of nowhere and didn't even go for the ball. He literally stuck his arm out and clotheslined him across the face and whipped him. He's lucky when he landed. He didn't do exactly to his knee what happened to Jalen Williams, the Texas player. Yeah, he landed on it. Super awkward, turned and twisted, but he popped right back up. He was good. All right, so here's I let you go. I, I've been yep. sending out this video. I think I've sent it out over 70 times in the, in so the I first. You, I heard you talking about this. I'm going to send this to you. I oh, want I've you seen to. It. Oh, you have seen it. The kid. Yeah, I've seen it. You've the seen it. I've, I've seen him. I think it's awesome. I had a buddy in college that did that. He didn't win ten grand. He won $2,500 at Auburn. They did 2500 But I saw it. I think it's awesome. This kid looked like he was 11. I mean, I he had to throw it like a baseball to get it I there from half court. Yeah. <laughs> it's un- unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. He couldn't miss. Like, no. If he misses, the that, time runs That's out. what I said. He, he, he may could have missed the layup, but if he misses the free throw, the three, or the half-court shot, no chance. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. I've sent it out at, all morning. I'll continue to with people if they'd like to get it. All right, Ben, tell everybody where they can check you out, man. Uh, they, we got, uh, of course, Braves Today pod that we do. We talk Brave stuff. We'll drop a pod a little bit later on this afternoon for that. We've got Dad Bod Golf Pod, uh, which we recorded yesterday. That episode will be out tomorrow where we talk about everybody that literally, you know what, the bed and yeah. Genesis this past weekend. Uh, almost literally and figuratively. Yes, literally and figuratively. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and, uh, and we talk about how In-N-Out Burger has probably got the most negative PR known to man since everybody was getting sick and they're, cl- they're blaming that food for it. Uh, so we just that a little bit and of course if you're in the local area in Auburn Opelika do the morning show on News Talk WA and I daily between 6 and 9 you see the meme with Phil Mickelson's face on the In-N-Out Burger dude <laughs> no I hadn't seen that like right standing right behind Tiger Woods it was hysterical hi <laughs> uh, <laughs> brother be blessed take care of yourself we'll talk next week you got it my man thanks Doug Ben Taylor uh, a great guest on our Tuesday. Speaking of the great guests, we will start hour two with another one. Kevin Skarbinski from the Birmingham lead and KevinSkarbinski.com will join us. It's the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey, it's Peter Burns for the SEC Network. The best midday show in the Montgomery area and in Auburn, Opelika, is the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply.
107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. For great interviews, listen to the Max Roundtable from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket. The Director of Athletics for the University of Alabama, Greg Byrne. I mean, do you ever have to say, Nick, look, turn your lights off, man, when you leave. You're aware of the power bill. Do you, <laughs> do you get to be the man's boss? Um, I look at it very much as a partnership is the right way from an AD and, and a coach, especially with Coach Saban's experience and what he means. And he's been a great partner. ESPN, the ticket. We're Montgomery, Alabama, the place where the bus boycott gave birth to the civil rights movement. Did you know we are also a high-tech hub for education, on the cutting edge of the nation's cyber defense, and home to one of the few internet exchanges in the Southeast? We have exceptional weather, great shopping, fine dining, a symphony orchestra, one of the largest Shakespearean theaters in the world, and 90 city parks. The capital of dreams. Proud of our past, poised for the future. Visit DreamMontgomery.com today. Beasley Allen is proud to support the Troy Trojans. Beasley Allen has been helping those who need it most since 1979. This applies to the clients they serve, but also to the community. The firm is involved in a wide variety of service projects that touch the lives of individuals in several locations, including the River Region. Visit them online at BeasleyAllen.com or follow them on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of the legal services performed by other lawyers. Pizza Perfect is offering a super deal for you when you're watching all of the big games this month. In February, buy any large pizza and get $3 off. Pizza Perfect's buffet includes pizza, as well as spaghetti, breadsticks, salad, dessert, and drink for only $11. The buffet is available Monday through Saturday for lunch and for dinner on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Pizza Perfect is also available for pickup and delivery. $3 off any large pizza in February at Pizza Perfect on Coliseum Boulevard in Eastbrook. Here are the top 10 reasons why you should store your vehicle at the Montgomery Garage. Number 10. The weather in Montgomery is rainy, hot, humid, and very unpredictable. Number 9. Your friendly neighborhood association and their rules. Number 8. Your wife. Enough said. Number 7. The Montgomery Garage staff who are helpful, courteous, and professional, and most importantly, on site. Number 6. That vehicle has been an important family member for over 25 years, and you won't just store it anywhere. Number 5. Your vehicle is so nice. Others like to dream about it, <laughs> it being theirs. Number four, the Montgomery Garage is a community of vehicle enthusiasts who don't mind sharing their knowledge and expertise. Number three, the rates are the same for every car, whether you own a Pinto or a Porsche. Number two, you can buy time and work to eventually get that vehicle back into action. Number one, you want your vehicle to be in a safe, secure, climate-controlled storage environment. Whatever your reason, come see us at the Montgomery Garage, Montgomery's only exclusive vehicle storage facility. Visit us on the web at the Montgomery Garage. Introducing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's made with real fruit juice. It's six times filtered. No added sugar. No artificial aftertaste. It is USDA certified organic. It's a cut above. New Mango Apricot Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's real it tastes. 
There's one thing for certain in central Alabama this time of year. The temperatures are always uncertain. Keep your heating and air conditioning unit operating at peak performance all the time. Call Bill Bradley today at 262-8368. They offer same-day service seven days a week for heating, cooling, and plumbing. Call Bill Bradley, Central Alabama's Green Dealer. Alabama certification number 84449. Your NASCAR station in the River Region is WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, The Ticket. Time now for Hour 2 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos. Brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN, The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. It's time to retake your seat at the roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union with locations in the River Region, Auburn and Opelika. Max, smart money made simple. You know, it's getting this time of year where at least two guys that have been longtime media members get really, really excited. I know a lot of people that listen to this show are football fanatics, and once you get past the national championship game and the transfer portal deal, that they're more excited about spring practice. But not my next guest and this host, Kevin Skarbinski, joins us, the best columnist in the state, bar none. How you doing there, bud? How are you? I'm good, Doug. Yeah, it's getting to be the most fun time of the year. If you love basketball like we do. You know, I'll make this announcement, let everybody know. Kevin and I worked this out last week. The week of the SEC tournament, uh, which begins on Wednesday, the 13th of March. Kevin is going to join us for his normal visit on Tuesday, which would be the 12th of March. Uh, But he's also going to join us the 13th, 14th, and 15th. I'll be broadcasting from the SEC tournament. uh, And Kevin's going to be checking in with us as well as we break down what could be just a wild and woolly event, Kevin, with nine teams uh, expected to make the tournament, but about four kind of teetering on the bubble, in my opinion. It should be a fun time in Nashville for me. It should be it, it should be a really exciting event because you've got a handful of teams I think that can win that thing. Certainly Alabama, certainly Auburn. If Jalen Williams is back healthy at that time, are capable of winning it. Tennessee, obviously, Kentucky, Florida is dangerous. No doubt. I, I'm I'm still not. You know, South Carolina's had a great year. But I've never quite believed that they, you know, that they could win the league or win the tournament. They may prove me wrong. They're not going to win the league. They slipped back a little bit. Uh, but it's still it's been a wonderful season that they've had. But yeah, I think I think we're coming down to it now. Looks like the regular season champion is either going to be Alabama, Auburn, or Tennessee, and they all they all play each other uh, one time going forward out. Tennessee comes to Tuscaloosa. Auburn's got to go to Knoxville. So those games are going to go a long way towards deciding. But then when they get to Nashville, it's going to be crazy because there's so many good teams, so many talented players. A lot of different things can happen there. 
you know, you and I have covered that event so many times where you could just pretty much lock down. You could figure out who at least three of the four semifinalists were going to be and and then, you know, play it out from there. But this year, I don't think you could do that. Well, that's why I think it's going to be very important to finish in the top four and get that double bye. So you don't have to play till Friday and you only have to win three games to win the tournament. The, the more game, obviously, it's, it, it goes without saying that the more games you have to play, the more chances you have to lose. And especially for someone like Auburn, that's why with, as long as Jalen Williams is out, and, and they have said, Bruce Pearl has said, that he will be back this season, but they have not put a timetable on it. You know, they're going to be without him, you would guess, at least for one game this Saturday, maybe more next. Maybe he doesn't play next week. Maybe he doesn't play when they go to Knoxville. Uh, that would be a difficult task even with him and much more difficult without him. So Auburn's got to do everything it can to, you know, hang in there and at least finish in that top four. Certainly they want to win the league, but they definitely want to finish in the top four so they get that double bye in Nashville. I wanted to ask you this, and I want to get back to South Carolina a little later on because I've been looking closely at what's going on with Coach Paris and his team. Um, and, and I've got concerns, major concerns, uh, for the Gamecocks over these last three weeks, but let's stick with Auburn for a minute. Um, I, I believe, and have stated so, uh, about three or four times that especially obviously now with, with Jalen Williams out for an undetermined amount of time. I think they need their bench will automatically be shortened. Uh, automatically, players will have to play more minutes than they're used to playing. But it's my belief, even with him healthy, I think it's time for Bruce Pearl to maybe get out of this 11-man rotation thing. I think we need to see more of Chad Baker Mazzara who's playing just 21 minutes a game. I think we need to see more of Denver Jones, who's playing just 21 minutes a game. And the fact of the matter that Janai Broom, who arguably is in the top three players in the league, is playing just 24 minutes a game, I just think that needs to change over these last three weeks with those three guys on into the postseason, Kevin. Yeah, and, and by necessity, as you mentioned with Jalen Williams out, it will change some. It is an interesting point that it's almost as if Bruce has, has fallen in love with the idea that they're so deep Yeah, and the second five is as good as the first five. Well, look, not everybody is contributing at the same level. No. It's just not, it's just not true. And they have gotten tremendous contributions from more players probably than any any team in the SEC but at this point in the year you got you got to go longer with your better players and and which raises a question because those guys haven't played heavy minutes uh, are they ready to play heavy minutes and then on the flip side they may be fresher right because they haven't played as many minutes so they can go now they can ratchet it up instead of going 24 or 25 minutes go 32, 33, as the games get tighter, the games get bigger. Uh, you know, Auburn has the largest victory margin of anybody in the SEC because right. they beat up a lot of teams, like that 40-point win over South Carolina uh, a week or so ago. You know, they, they have 
they've had the luxury of playing a lot of guys because they have blown out. Uh, most of their wins have been blowouts. So, but it's it's not going to be that way for the rest of the year. And and I think you've hit on something that he's got to shorten that rotation because again, Janai Brooms on the short list of what two or three guys, SEC Player of the Year. I put Mark Sears on there. And and then the dude uh, from Tennessee who came out of nowhere Connect, and looked yeah. like Larry Bird Jr. Connect, yeah. So that's probably the, the, the SEC Player of the Year is probably going to come from from that uh, among that trio. So uh, good point though on shortening the rotation. Yeah, it's, uh, I think that's imperative going down the street. I do too. Uh, I mean, if 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 I'm an Auburn basketball follower, by golly, I want to see Janai Broom out there. You know, take him out a minute before each media timeout. Give him a few extra minutes there. But let him play 32, you know, 33 minutes a game. You know, if, when Jalen gets healthy, he needs to be out there more. He's just playing 24. You know, we saw the behind-the-back passes by Baker Mazzara on Saturday, Kevin, but we also saw that this guy can be dynamic at times offensively as well. I like his game. When Denver Jones is shooting it, I like his game. Uh, those are just the four guys when we get to postseason, if Jalen gets healthy, uh, those are the four guys that should be logging the most minutes. And and shooting is going to be very important for this team. You know, it's interesting. I don't know how you felt, but watching the Kentucky game Saturday, you know, it, it just seemed like there was a – a gap between the teams. Auburn you know, shot as poorly as they have at home in a long time. But when you really broke it down, you know, for them, they, they held Kentucky to 70. And Kentucky's in the top three in the country in scoring. Alabama's number one. Kentucky's right behind them. They were, they may be two or three. They're right there. Sanford's in the top five also. But so defensively, Auburn did a really good job. And you think if you hold Kentucky to 70, you know, Auburn's going to put up 80, 85 something like that, and they're going to win another double-digit victory. It was the offense, obviously, that fell down. Kentucky decided to play defense, and they're very talented, and they've got the kind of length that bothers Auburn. That's something to watch going forward. But the Auburn's, Auburn's guard play, this has been this is a multi-year issue now. You know, they were so good uh, when they went to the Final Four with Jared Harper and Bryce Brown, uh, and then bringing other guys off the bench who were contributors, Javon McCormick uh, at one point. So they just are not as good at that position. And Aiden Holloway has taken a huge step backward. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him and his shot. He shot it so well for for a good chunk of the season, but as they've gone deeper and deeper in the SEC play, he really seems to have lost his confidence, lost his aim. And he's a guy that, you know, can be a dynamic scorer, can put up uh, points in a hurry when he's right, but he hasn't been right for a while. And that's, I know that's something they're working on. They got to, they're trying to figure out. Let's look at the other side of the state here for a little while. I thought after A&M was embarrassed in Nashville, I truly believed that, that he would have, Buzz would have his team coming to Tuscaloosa with a mat on, and Alabama's always struggled with A&M in the regular season games. The only team that Nate Oates hadn't had a winning record against in the league, yet Alabama chewed them up and spit them out in Coleman Coliseum again. Another 100-point game uh, for this team. Obviously, that you know, when you hear, you know, you don't hear... Th- 
we, we were used to hearing coaches say, Kevin, well, he was taking some bad shots, so we pulled him out. You know, with, with Oates, he's taking them out if they're not shooting it. I, I mean, with Reitzel, he has said numerous times, I'm pulling you out of the game if you pass up a shot like that again. This team's firing on all cylinders, and uh, their schedule's tough now. You know, you know, Florida tomorrow yeah. night stuff, Lexington stuff, Tennessee and Tuscaloosa stuff, in Gainesville stuff. Uh, you get in, at, at Oxford stuff. It, it's it's a tough road for Alabama, but right now it'd be hard to argue that they're not playing the best basketball in the league to this point. Oh, it, it's it's remarkable when you think of what they lost. Uh, in the lineup, in the rotation, and on the bench, all three assistant coaches getting head coaching jobs, and to see where they are, and they seem to be playing better and better as as this conference season has gone along. And and don't discount the fact. Look, Nate Oates spoke to us at the Birmingham Tip Off Club last Monday. Bruce Pearl was there yesterday, and you know, and they do that. One of the reasons they're able to do that, they feel okay with doing that. Is they had that midweek off, That's correct. you know, that off day midweek, or at least not have a game midweek, so they can, you know, they spend the week, and he's, you know, obviously Alabama spent it working on defense. He told us that month he had practice last Monday morning. Oates did, and he told us when he got there, they they didn't they didn't pick up a basketball. The, the regulars didn't. It was all about defense in that Monday practice, Monday morning practice. So, you know, the way that they the way they're playing though, they're they are they have. They are putting together a historically good offensive season, the numbers that they're putting up. You know, and this was astounded me, Doug, when I was doing some research. Only one team in the S- from the SEC has ever led the nation in scoring, and it was Kentucky back in the 40s or 50s. So Alabama has a chance to do that. They're still number one. Uh, they put up another 100-point game hitting that three-pointer at the buzzer against A&M, and, and Nate Oates was kicking himself because they've gotten 99 twice and 98 on another occasion. So they already, they already could have passed 1996 Kentucky uh, for the most uh, 100-point games by an SEC team. That team didn't put up nine, and Alabama's already at eight, and we still have a couple of weeks left in the regular season. So, yes, they probably have the toughest road down the stretch, but they, they're starting to show that they're capable of handling just about anything. They got overwhelmed a bit in the jungle, but – Look at the pieces that NATO's brought in. You mentioned Latrell Reitzel. I, I, I would venture to say less than 5%, and that may be generous, of the Alabama fan base had ever heard of Latrell Reitzel before he, he decided to commit and, and transfer to Alabama. And he has been huge for them. Um, and what a recruiting tool that is, too. How many times, and I, I've seen this, I've seen this in high school basketball, you know, the buzzer goes off. Right, uh, they, they, the players hear, hear, hear a buzzer. They look to the scoring table and they think, oh, "Okay, who's coming to get me? I just missed a shot. I just turned the ball exactly. over. I just made a mistake. Somebody's coming to get me." And so you play hesitant. You play tentative. You don't let it go. Alabama lets it go. I mean, they they don't have to worry about that. And as you said, they're more likely to get criticized for not taking a shot, a good look than they are for uh, passing it up or taking a bad shot. So, anyway, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And if Alabama wins, if, if they go on and win the SEC again this year, with, again, everybody they lost, that's three out of four years. That, that's 
that's really, really strong as as competitive as the SEC and as deep as the SEC has become. We're going to take a break here in a second. I, I want you to, to take the last statement you made, and let's go a little bit further with that. If okay. Alabama wins the regular season this year, as you said, three out of four, um, I don't think, you know, I, there are a lot of programs, I think, in this conference that wouldn't trade their coach for, for another. I think the two in our state, I don't think Auburn fans would trade uh, Bruce Pearl for anybody, any other option. I don't think nope. Alabama fans would trade Nate Oates for any other option. But if Alabama, if Alabama wins the championship, this year again, it's going to be hard to argue that this guy hasn't established himself as the best coach in the league, especially if they do some some damage in the postseason. And I know we talked yesterday ad nauseum about what are you grading your season on, how you do in the postseason or how you do in the regular season. But if Nate Oates can take this roster that lost two one-and-dones, lost two transfer guys late in Quinterly and um, Bediaco, and loses every single assistant coach. If he rebuilds that and wins the league again when it's considered to be one of the top two leagues in the country, I mean, are we selling him short any? He's right. I think you, I don't think you can make another case. You know, if you want to go back six years, it's Bruce Pearl. But if you want to go five years, or really the last four years, starting with Oates' second year, then it then it's Oates. I mean, there's there's plenty of evidence to support that. I, I tend to think so too, especially with the signing class coming in. And I know you've seen the little hints that Oates has been dropping of late, reminding people that Aaron Estrada is the only player on this team that's out of eligibility after this year. <laughs> Uh, you yeah. know, you know, he, I don't know if he's trying to send messages to his team, uh, to these guys that, yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying is Mark Sears big enough to play in the NBA. Maybe he wants another year. Maybe Grant Nielsen, Nelson wants to play another year after he struggled some this year. Who knows what's going to happen with this team, but, uh, Nate Oates is getting it done. Uh, there's no question about it. And you and I have beat the drum Way, way, way yonder, probably too much. But uh, the the two programs in this state, in this league, despite what happened Saturday in the jungle, uh, are getting it done on a regular basis. And that's exciting for you and me, huh, bud? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, listen, and and I hope both those guys stay, but there are already rumblings. There are oh, going to yeah. be some big-name programs that's right. changing coaches. Uh, Louisville. Probably. Ohio State, definitely. Michigan, they're last in the Big Ten. I wonder if Namari Burnett, who transferred from Alabama, is questioning that decision. He went from a team that's winning the SEC right now to a team that is dead last in the Big Ten and has only eight wins. Now, he's had a good individual season. He's gotten more opportunity. He's played a lot more minutes. But same with Javon Quinterly at Memphis. Memphis has fallen apart. They've lost six out of nine. You know, I wonder if he wonders if he made the right decision. But would Alabama be the same team? Look, he he did great things for Alabama while he was there. But but maybe without him there, it allowed allowed Mark Sears to bloom the way he has. So, but they're gonna. I've already heard Bruce Pearl's name thrown out for Indiana. You know, he coached at Southern Indiana when he was getting started as a head coach. Had great success there. Nate Oates' name. If uh, you don't think some Alabama folks will be nervous if Michigan comes open and goes after Nate Oates with his roots in that state. So 
I'm not saying either one would leave, and I certainly hope they don't. I hope they stay for a long time because they have both lifted basketball in this state to a really high level, and I hope it continues. I think Oates is certainly more apt to leave than is Bruce Pearl. I've said many times I think Bruce Pearl will coach his last game as a a coach at Auburn uh, just because Well, listen to Doug. Uh, It is being set up for – and this is what he wants to happen for his son, Stephen, to succeed him. I don't know if that will happen or if it should happen. But that is certainly, you know, making him the associate head coach, raving about, you know, there's just, there's a lot of signs that point towards uh, that, that possibly happening whenever Bruce decides to call it a career. All right, I want to get into when we get back from this break, Kevin, a couple of things I want to get into so you can get your mind right. One is South Carolina. I'm really concerned about Lamont Paris's team. I want to go through a scenario with you and get you to discuss it with me. And then at last report, no changes to Alabama's football coaching staff in the last 15 minutes. Uh, but prior to that, <laughs> good heavens. I mean, players coming in, coaches you think are there are leaving, new coaches are hired. I think there were three announcements yesterday. Uh, other rumors about perhaps some more one Michigan guy has committed, uh, and perhaps another one could be committing at some point as well. We'll talk to Kevin about all those things. Stick around. It is the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is Paul Feinbaum, and when I'm in central Alabama, I enjoy listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Weekends are made for NASCAR. Your NASCAR station in Central Alabama is ESPN The Ticket. Hear all of the action of the NASCAR Cup races on Central Alabama Sports Leader. NASCAR on The Ticket is brought to you in part by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Basil Truck and Camper, Mid-State Driving Academy, Tire City on the Atlanta Highway and Southern Boulevard, United Heating and Air, and Larry Puckett Chevrolet. The radio home for NASCAR in the River Region is ESPN The ticket so you're looking for a car you want a great price for the best buy around take my advice why Why would you buy new when you can buy budget cars trucks vans and suvs with factory and extended warranties why why would you buy new when you can buy
Shane is here from United, number one in the River Region when it comes to your indoor comfort. Does United go outside of the River Region? Of course. We have customers at Lake Martin, Lake Jordan, Selma, Tallahassee, Greenville, Tuskegee, and even Union Springs. So United is not only number one in the River Region, United is number one in Central Alabama. With quality workmanship, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and affordable pricing, it should be no surprise. Also with over 300 years combined experience and the ability to service and repair all brands, why would you call anyone else? Don't forget, if your system is beyond repair, we have financing available with approved credit, and we can handle all your plumbing and electrical needs, too. If you want the most experienced and the number one AC company in the River Region that's ahead of its competition on all the latest technology, call United today at 262-0247. Or visit unitedheating.net and check us out on Facebook. Alabama certification number 84560. Forking out your hard-earned money for tires that seem to wear out faster than they should? Tire City hears you. Did you know that some of the most affordable tires on the market are from the Michelin brand? Our Michelin tires help you save hundreds of dollars over their lifespan compared to other brands. Imagine what it feels like to know that the tires you buy today could save you several hundred dollars when you need them the most. Here's what our customer says. I am always on the go with my three children, so the miles add up quickly. The original tires only lasted for 45,000 miles. I purchased Michelin tires for my SUV and drove over 85,000 miles on them. I saved $875 over three years because the Michelins lasted almost twice as long. Not only do Michelins last a long time, they are some of the safest and best riding tires for my family and I. Drive smart, drive safe, drive with Tire City. Visit us at one of our two locations on the Southern Bypass or Atlanta Highway. Experience the difference and save big with it's that time of year again, a boat show here, a boat show there. Don't waste your gas driving all over when you can go to one place, Airport Marine. Shop and check out the new boats by Bass Cat, Icon, Skeeter, Vexus, and more. They offer the largest selection of bass boats, deck boats, pontoons, and pleasure boats. An hour up I-65 at the Shelby County Airport exit. Call Airport Marine at 205-664-0407 or visit online airportmarine.com. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Good to have you along, Kevin Skarbinski, with us as we continue our visit about the world of sports in this state. Kevin, hear me out now. I, I heard the positive things you were saying about Carolina and, and the great season they had, and it's true. Uh, they certainly have overachieved, picked 14th by most uh, in the Southeastern Conference. Um, will finish much, much higher than that. But that's about as far as I'm willing to go, Kevin. When, when you look at this, when you look at the fact that their non-conference strength of schedule by some metrics is back in the 300s, and when you look at the last five games, I said last week that the last sure win in my mind for South Carolina was LSU, and they blew a 16-point lead on their home floor and lost. They're at Ole Miss, their last five in no particular order, are at Ole Miss, at A&M, at Mississippi State. All three of those teams, Kevin, are fighting for their postseason life. 
that ratchets it up. Their two home games are against two of the teams that are playing as well as anybody in the league, Florida and Tennessee. There is a scenario here, Kevin, that they lose all five uh, and because they seem to be crumbling a bit. If they lose all five, they are 9-9 nine and nine in the SEC, and their record is 21-10 and 10 overall. With that kind of non-conference strength of schedule, could they miss the tournament altogether? Well, I think you may be onto something because if they if they lose the next five, they've lost the last two, right? Yeah, they've lost Auburn seven. They would have lost seven in a row. So that would have been that would be seven in a row. And and if they were to go one and done in Nashville, man, they'd have to feel really nervous on Selection Sunday because one of the things that most committee members seem to think is important is who do you schedule. You don't have any control over your conference schedule. And let's also be honest. If you compare, because it's not balanced in the SEC with so many teams, you play, everybody doesn't play the same conference schedule. And South Carolina's schedule has been easier than Auburn's or Alabama's or Tennessee's. Way easier. So, <laughs> yes, which is a part of the reason they got to 9-2 and two in the league. Uh, now, again, they, they have improved tremendously. Yes. And I suspect that one of the reasons – Lamont Paris scheduled that way after the season they had last year in his first year. Maybe he wanted to build some confidence, get some wins early, play some games where if you if you perform, you have a you feel really good about your chance to win. Not toss up games, not games that that are going to be difficult to win. So you know, and that's that's part of the art of scheduling. That's that's something that's not talked about a lot. But you have to know your team, and it's harder than ever because of the coming and going of players as late as as it happens now and as frequently as it happens now. So it's harder for coaches to schedule to know what kind of team do I have. Do I I have a veteran group? I mean, Nate Oates scheduled brutally in the non-conference, for example. You know, and they didn't win those games. You know, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Arizona. They lost to Creighton all away from home. A couple of neutrals won uh, at Creighton, but – and Arizona was really a home away from home game uh, for the Wildcats, but and, and that Alabama reacted the right way. You know they responded to that. It didn't crush them. They didn't lose uh, their confidence. Grant Nelson did for a while, but he's playing. He sa- seems to have found his niche on that team. But South Carolina, yeah, that's that, that really matters. Who you schedule, who you choose to play. And and if you close the season, you know, used to be the last they talked about the last ten games were more important. The last twelve games, that's not necessarily so. And they, some committee members will tell you, well, the games in November count just as much as the games in late February and March. I don't know how many really believe that though. So, yeah, South, South Carolina needs to they need to get a few wins, and you have to wonder to get just taken apart the way they were at Auburn. How much did that just shake their confidence? How much did that have them wondering? And how much carryover was there to that loss against LSU, even though they did build a double-digit lead, they weren't able to hold it. you got to wonder uh, if, that, if that game 
kind of started the avalanche for the Gamecocks I trip su- to the jungle. I suspect, Kevin, that the win against Kentucky and the road win at Tennessee will carry a lot of weight in that room the last weekend. Uh, I mean, yeah, when the committee's there deciding. I'm not saying they're not going to make it. I think they will make it. But there'll be a a few nerves because they've already dropped to seven in Lenardi's bracketology. Uh, If they have three more weeks, they they don't play midweek this week, just like Auburn. But if they have three more weeks of (laughs) non-wins – uh, where you're not moving up on people's bracketologies and palms on CBS Sports or any of the other ones, that you're continuously moving down. And then you got teams that are on the bubble from the league, like A&M, like Mississippi State, like Ole Miss, and you're losing to those teams. Um, then you there. I think there's a great chance that they could be the lowest-seeded SEC team when it got to the seeding in the tournament? It, it is certainly possible, and and it's interesting to note, and we're going to have, you know, there are three members of the selection committee from the state of Alabama. They're gonna, We're going to have a roundtable with them at the Birmingham Tip-Off Club next Monday. I'll, I'll moderate that. Greg Byrne, That's awesome. the Alabama AD, Martin Newton, the Sanford AD, and Dr. Charles McClelland, the SWAC commissioner. He's the chairman of the selection committee this year. He'll be the guy you see on, on Selection Sunday answering questions about why this team got in, why that team didn't get in, why is this team seated there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to ask him have, about we, South Carolina. And, Absolutely, and you know we had we did this last year. Last year was the first time all three were on the committee. Martin Newton joined last year. The other two had been on there. You know they all serve uh, uh, different uh, stints on the committee of varying length. So uh, they're very insightful, and we learned a lot. And they were they were rather candid. I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how candid they were. So that will certainly be a question we can. We can ask I can't guys. wait to hear you uh, next week talking about that. Of course, people, Martin Newton is the son of the late Alabama head coach, C.M. Newton, who went on to Vandy and as the AD at Kentucky and well-known. And if, if you're an old basketball dude like I am, you remember you remember C.M., but you also remember Martin and what a great career he's had. huh? Uh, he's done some, some, some great things in his post-basketball career. Yeah, he was a pretty he was a pretty good point guard at Sanford himself. Yeah. He yeah. played at Sanford, and and then of course he worked uh, for Converse uh, for a while. He worked for Nike. He he was the director of basketball ops for John Calipari at Kentucky at first, and and it was from there that he became the AD at Sanford, and he's done a wonderful job there. And he's the apple didn't fall far from the tree uh, with Martin following in the footsteps of his dad, CM. Let me ask you this, uh, because I, I know that Greg Byrne won't be able to be in the room when Alabama's discussed. What about Martin Newton uh, with his ties? Even though he's not directly tied to Alabama, will he be able to be in the room when, when, uh, when Alabama is discussed? I believe I believe I asked him that question last year, and yeah, they don't take the recusal out that far. I got you. so I believe yes, he is able to he is able to be in there because they were joking. You know, they do the and this will be interesting also because the NIT uh, now too, right? That but no, well, yes, but what I was going to say is no, the, that committee does not choose the NIT. Okay, but got what I was going to say is rules. You know, true. last weekend they released the their top 16 seeds yeah. at the moment. 
at this point in the season. And, of course, this is Alabama was in at number nine. Auburn was number 13 overall. And that's the first time both have been in that early top 16. This is the eighth year that that's happened. And Alabama and Auburn have – Alabama's been in it three times, three of the last four years. Auburn's been in it four times, four of the last six years, I believe, and four of the last seven years maybe. But uh, that that is something that changes as well. And they were joking last year. You know, they actually – they go to – they do exactly what they do on selection weekend. They go to Indianapolis. They they meet in, in a ballroom. They evaluate the teams. They vote on the top 16 – and they were joking that, that uh, yeah, Greg had to go out of the room and how they were talking about him. And so it didn't take long to pick Alabama as the number one overall seed, which they were, I think, at that point in the season. They certainly were a number one, and they later were the number one overall seed. But a lot can change as, as much as basketball as those guys watch, and they watch a ton. And they're all responsible for different conferences, too. You know, they, were put, they each have three or four conferences that they follow most closely during the season, and they report to the, to the group on the conferences that they've been focusing on. All right, help me help me out with this because this is somewhat of a new thing, uh, doing that in the last few years. Do they release that each week leading up to the final weekend, or is it just no. – Okay. It's a one-time thing. One-time yep. thing. We will they, not see another one-time one until thing the in final February. Week. Yeah. Yeah, they started that. This is the eighth year they've done it, and they only do it one time. It's usually about the middle of February. Uh, so I went back and looked at all of those – and like I said, this is the fourth time that Auburn has been in there. This is the third time that Alabama's been in there. Uh, and it's the first time they've both been in there at the same time. So, again, testament to both of those programs. Just to make sure people understand why I threw the NIT thing in there, I believe the rules have changed, have they not, with NIT selections now? Uh, we'll we yeah, get to that another I mean, time. Still, I don't think it, the big is, majors automatically convoluted. get in, right, if, if they don't win their tournament. No, well, it, no, it, and this came up with Sanford last year because Sanford shared the regular season in the Southern Conference with Furman, but Furman swept Sanford in the regular season. So Furman got the number one seed in the conference tournament. Sanford got the two seed, but they were co-champions. They don't, they don't, you know, go head to head to decide co-champions or who's the champion. They go head to head to decide who's the one seed, who's the two seed in the postseason tournament. Well, Sanford was led to believe that. And this wasn't in effect last year. That if you won your conference, but you did not win your conference tournament, and you were in a one bid league, you do get an automatic bid to the NIT. Well, Sanford thought that was going to be the case for them last year, but the person that shared that was mistaken. So they were they were awfully disappointed. They thought they were NIT bound last year. So hopefully they hopefully they'll take that off the table. They're going to win the regular season in the SoCon. And hopefully they'll win the postseason, so there's no doubt at all. Kevin, uh, Kalen DeBoer's had some success over the last 24 hours in the transfer portal. He's got a tight end coming from Washington uh, that played uh, for him, obviously. And then they've also got uh, a Michigan defensive back that uh, still inside their window uh, is coming. Uh, to uh, Alabama, uh, as announced last night, uh, a really good player, I believe, from all indications, Keon Sab. 
There's rumors that perhaps another Michigan defensive back is seriously considering getting in within that 30-day window uh, to, to transfer to come. And you wonder how much perhaps Alabama's new GM uh, that, was, <laughs> that was at Michigan before going to Washington may be dealing with this. But the coaching staff, just in the last five days, Kevin, has like overturned almost, uh, almost more than 50%. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, there has to be some concern that guys have said they were coming, they've actually come, and then they changed their mind because they got opportunities that they thought were better for them. So I, I don't know. It, it is certainly the most anonymous no-name coaching staff Alabama's had in a long, long time. Because I don't, I don't know most people. I can't. I, I've never heard of a couple of these guys. You know. And then you look at where they've where they've coached. You know, the uh, supposedly the new offensive line coach is the guy is coming from Baylor or was I going know. to Baylor. Is that Kapilovic? I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. But I, I'll be honest. I never heard. I've I've never read his name before. And then when I look at he's where he's coached, you know, decent programs, but not in the SEC, which is the case for most of these guys. And then you you get a guy like, and is it Inge? I you know the outside line, the linebackers coach who he's was gone. coming. He, had he been, left. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had been with Kalen DeBoer for years. He uh, on his staff, he had been co-defensive coordinator. I don't think the guy actually calling the uh, sets on defense, but. He had that title, and he coached linebackers for for Kalen for years. Well, he was coming, and it's not just losing him, but losing him to Tennessee. Exactly. You know that's that's con- and the, look, we don't know all the details of all the, why these guys are coming and going, but yeah, there has to be some c- concern there. There's concern that these guys don't have that familiarity with the SEC. They haven't recruited in the SEC. They haven't game planned in the SEC. And while there are some common commonalities to doing those things wherever you coach this place is different and it's about the it's it's harder it is more intense it is more obsessive and it's about to become more so in every category with texas and oklahoma coming into the league next season so it, yeah there's there's a lot of concern there i wonder how much patience alabama fans will have if they get off to a rocky start of course i got off to a rocky start last year right yeah losing to texas uh looking anemic against South Florida, the first half against Ole Miss. You know, there were a lot of reasons for concern last year, and that was with a head coach who was the greatest ever and been there 17 years. So we'll see how they handle adversity. I have a feeling they're going to face some of it this year. You know, with Michigan's window still open and then another portal window opening up after spring, obviously eyes will be on Alabama spring practice a lot uh, with what Kalen DeBoer is able to do there. Certainly going to be an intriguing next handful of months. Kevin, let our listeners know how they can follow you, how they can find all the great work you're doing. Yes, the best way is to follow me on Twitter slash X, at Kevin Skarbinski. I will give you links to the things, different things I'm working on, like my Monday columns in the lead, the Birmingham lead. You can go to BirminghamLeadLede.com, subscribe to that daily uh, newspaper, if you will, thrown into your email inbox, or you can subscribe to my newsletter, which comes out every Thursday. That's available on AL.com, on the sports page, a snippet of it. And you can subscribe to that. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, then you'll get everything that I write for the lead. Also working on some other projects I can't uh, share. And one thing I'm really excited about, and we may have to shift our time next week, 
because I will be at the Legacy Arena here in Birmingham, uh, uh, something new at the state Final Four uh, high school basketball championships. Uh, you know, last year Alabama Public Television started tele- televising it, yeah. uh, and I was the host pregame, postgame, halftime uh, from Thursday on, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, we're starting Monday. We're, we're going to be there all week. I'm going to be there all week. I hope I hope my voice will hold out. Looking forward to seeing a lot of great uh, boys and girls high school basketball, and we'll be up. But we'll be on the air. I think at eight thirty, bright and early, every morning with the game starting at nine. So look forward to that. That's awesome. We'll we'll touch base and figure out what we can do uh, for next week. Kevin, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Doug. Enjoyed it. You bet. Kevin Skarbinski with, uh, I still say, the best columnist in this state. I'm going to do that a little bit later since we're running late. We're back with more right after this on the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey there, I'm Lauren Sisler with ESPN, and you know one thing I love to do on my lunch break is listen to my good friends on the Max Roundtable. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp code. Lesson 42. This is how you say happy hour. It's happy hour. Let's go get some Bud Lights. That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light. Crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis, Missouri. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't just stop if you're driving, but stop driving the direction you're going and drive to Pig Enterprises so we can get you behind the wheel of the vehicle you've been dreaming about. At Pig Enterprises, we not only believe in providing you with an easy vehicle buying experience, but we also believe in providing you with an experience tailor-made for you and getting you into the vehicle of your dreams. Exactly what you want and need with zero stress. Now, we all could use a little less stress in our our lives. Am I right? Shop online at P-I-G-G-E-N-T.com or drive on over today and see our award-winning team in person. Inventory changes daily. Don't let your dream car pass you by. Let our team get you behind the wheel. Simple, fast, no pressure. Consider it a quick detour on your trip and you'll arrive happier than you could have imagined when you left the house today. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. When it comes to waste removal, you get the best when you choose JB and the team at Jettison Environmental. When you call, a real person will answer the phone ready to assist you. Jettison Environmental is your local source for affordable dumpster service, construction roll-offs, compactors, portable toilets, and even a convenient C&D landfill. You can trust them for timely delivery and pickup. Call 334-301-4414 to schedule your waste removal services. You can also visit them online at jettisonenvironmental.com. The Capo. 
which is Italian for boss, is Five Point Deli and Grill's Burger of the Month. When I asked Eric what's on it, he said, stuff. And I told him he needed to be a little bit more specific for this commercial. He said, okay, it's a half-pound burger grilled in a butter and grilled brioche bun. Thick-cut bacon. Their house ham sliced thin, smoked and grilled on the flat top. Two slices of melted provolone cheese, zesty Italian pepper with olive spread. Now I know why Eric just said stuff, but that stuff sure sounds good. Five Points Deli and Grill in Old Cloverdale. With the weather turning colder, it's time to do some indoor painting. John Lee Paint Company carries the Richards Signature Ceramic Series, an interior ceramic paint that comes in matte and eggshell sheen levels, a specially formulated interior wall paint that incorporates new resin technologies and the use of ceramic microspheres. By combining these two properties, Richards created a product that's easy to apply, provides excellent coverage, adhesion, durability, and scrub resistance. Quality, service, experience since 1974. John Lee Paint Company on Coliseum Boulevard. Hello, I'm Ben McNeil with Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express. Welcome to the only full-service auto spa in the Tri-County area. Let me show you how easy it is to get the best wash for your vehicle. Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express is looking for a few good men and women to be part of their team. Work full or part-time, it's up to you. Mr. Ben's is the only full-service car wash in the area. The car or truck runs through the tunnel, and when it comes out, that's when your job begins. Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express, next door to Fraser Methodist Church on the Atlanta Highway. The 41st Alabama State Games return to Birmingham June 7 through 9 with over 25 team and individual sports for athletes of all ages and abilities. We're excited to announce through a partnership with Perfect Game, softball is returning to the games. Also, brand new sports include 7-on-7 football, rock climbing, and WRPF powerlifting. Registration opens for all sports March 1st, so get ready to win academic scholarships in Alabama's own Olympic-style games. Register at allagames.com. That's A-L-A-G-A-M-E-S dot com. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email MRT at ESPNTheTicket.com. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. As we head for home here in hour two, I want to share with you what I told you about earlier. You know, Nick Saban was back after playing golf all over the country uh, in Birmingham last night uh, for his Nick Saban Legacy Award Banquet. Uh, both Frank Beamer and posthumously Bobby Bowden were honored uh, at the banquet last night. Uh, and Saban met with the media prior to and he just looks. I mean, just smiling the whole time. I think he, he the pressure on his shoulders has been completely uh, taken away. Here are some of the words that Nick Saban had to say last night to the media. Hey there, I'm ESPN's Lauren Sisler, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 
107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. Troy head basketball coach Scott Cross here. An exciting new season for Trojan basketball is upon us. And I want to see you in the stands at Trojan Arena all season long. If you can't make it, listen in for all the action right here. This is Barry McKnight urging you not to miss a moment of all the action and excitement all season on the flagship station, 107.5 FM, 1210 AM, ESPN, The Ticket. Golf season is still in full swing, and we are lucky to have the best public golf courses in America right here in the River Region. Capitol Hill in Prattville is home to three championship courses and has annually hosted the PGA and LPGA Tours. If you don't have time to play, take advantage of the best practice facility in the Southeast with Capitol Hill's 35-acre practice facility that features multiple teeing areas, three practice putting greens, and three practice bunker complexes. Best of all, as an Alabama resident, you can purchase the trail card and receive up to 50% off of regular price green and card fees as well as 15% off of selected merchandise and range balls. To book your tee time at Capitol Hill, one of the gyms on the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail, go online to rtjgolf.com or call the golf shop at 334-285-1114. That's 285-1114. Capitol Hill in Prattville should be your number one golf destination. Drive for a company that puts golf and family first. Wiley Sanders Trucking is looking for experienced local and over-the-road dump truck drivers. If you're a cement or line truck driver, Wiley Sanders Trucking needs you too. Call 855-777-9785 or 334-372-5049. When you drive for Wiley Sanders, you feel like part of the family. Besides top pay, you'll get Blue Cross Blue Shield, 401k, and a sign-on bonus. You won't feel like just a number. When you drive for Wiley Sanders, you'll feel like family. February is made for love and Larry Puckett Chevrolet would love to thank you for helping make January a great month and they intend to make February even bigger. Now you may be asking yourself, how do they intend to do that? Easy, it's by offering the lowest car and truck prices in Central Alabama. New 2024 models, cars, trucks and SUVs are arriving daily. They even have some new 2023 models that they are giving year end, year begins deals. Larry Puckett needs used cars and trucks so whether you have a trade-in or just an extra car you want to sell, bring it to Larry Puckett Chevrolet and get a great offer. You'll love the prices, you'll love the selection, you'll love the service, you'll love the financing, and you'll love your buying experience so much you'll want to tell your neighbors. That's why for umpteen years, Larry Puckett's customers have been doing the talking. Larry Puckett Chevrolet, Cobbs Ford Road in Prattville. Before you stop by, you can shop them online at LarryPuckett.com. There's one thing for certain in central Alabama this time of year. The temperatures are always uncertain. Keep your heating and air conditioning unit operating at peak performance all the time. Call Bill Bradley today at 262-8368. They offer same-day service seven days a week for heating, cooling, and plumbing. Call Bill Bradley, central Alabama's green dealer. Alabama certification number 84449. At Stanley Steamer, we go beyond carpet cleaning. We're also experts at cleaning air ducts. The average home collects up to 40 pounds of dirt, dust, and allergens in its air ducts each year. Stanley Steamer thoroughly cleans your air ducts and every part of your ventilation system, making your home cleaner, healthier, and more energy efficient. And that helps you breathe easier. Call now about a free in-home air duct inspection. Call 1-800-STEAMER. 
Detroit Trojans play on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 3 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos. Brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN, the ticket in the River Region. And on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210. Or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Enjoy today's final hour at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union with locations in the River region auburn and opelika max smart money made simple all right welcome back everybody as we head into hour three hope you enjoyed hearing saving there i mean he was smiling practically the whole time and meeting the the birmingham media and some of the state media last night at the nick saban legacy award uh, where Beamer and Bowden were honored last evening. And uh, I'm not sure he'll meet too many times with the media moving forward, quite frankly. Uh, our man Mike Murphy is in here. And Murph, you know, he's been kind of, as he said, he wanted to stay at arm's length, you know, over the first month or so. He's now back in Tuscaloosa. He said that's his home, that's his community. But let's keep in mind, he's got the whatever how much he paid for the deal down there by Tiger. And then he's got Lake Burton. Uh, I wonder how much time he's going to spend in this state ultimately. Now, he may, during this transition time with uh, the first year coming in for DeBoer and the new staff, maybe more of a presence to be available there. But I think long term we'll probably see less and less of him. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting with him working with game day, uh, you know, traveling around a little bit. And, you know, I I think he might still use, obviously, he has his office there in Tuscaloosa. He'll probably use that. And, you know, a lot of times when people get into broadcasting, you know, a lot of former players talk about it. It it keeps them somewhat in their routine of watching film and and doing things like that. I think that's where he'll probably spend most of his time doing that. Um, But it'll it'll be interesting to see how much – kind of extra he does with ESPN, um, you know, if it's just going to be game days on Saturdays or if it's going to be, okay, now we're going to put him on this show on a Tuesday or we're going to put him on this show on, on a Thursday morning to come in and, you know, give his give his opinion on whatever. So I think that'll also determine how much time he actually spends in, in the state. You know, we mentioned this earlier in the program, you know, you, you if you haven't been like – nose to the grindstone, seeing coaching changes, you'd, it'd be hard to keep up with the changes on, on his staff already. Mm-hmm. On his very first staff, on Kalen DeBoer's first staff, I mean, there have been hires, changes. He actually had a coach, William Inge, that coached with DeBoer in Washington, came to Tuscaloosa, and yesterday took a job in Knoxville. <laughs> Same job for Tennessee. I don't know what that means. I would love people's opinions on what that says. But it didn't take him long to to rehire somebody. He got, he hired Christian Robinson. That's a former Auburn assistant that's been all over the place. Uh, and literally in the last two or three days, Alabama has a new offensive line coach, a new tight ends coach, and a new linebackers coach. And it's remarkable that after most people felt the staff was set about 10 days ago 
And then there have just been multiple changes. Yeah, I mean, it is surprising to see a guy leave Alabama to go to Tennessee and no knock on, on Tennessee there, but just that quickly, you know, and, and not even having gone through any spring practice or anything like that. Like right now, guys are, are just in the weight room and they're probably going to start their, their winter workouts here shortly. And um, that's kind of the first chance for coaching staff to kind of see what they have without pads yeah. on. Um, and then, you know, you would think that, a, you know, somebody would at least stay for spring ball and see who, who am I coaching? Like, what am I doing? Here's what I'm wondering, and I don't know this. I don't think anybody really knows. I know probably people would prefer to spin it one way, but <clears throat> he brought in two guys to be co-defensive coordinators that were head coaches at the group of five level. Kane Womack uh, at South Alabama uh, and Mo Lindquist from Buffalo. Both of those guys mm-hmm. were head coaches and they're co-defense coordinators. I don't know if Inge thought that he deserved that promotion mm-hmm. from being on the staff to be the defensive coordinator or not, uh, but maybe that could be it because from all indications, he's got the same job at Tennessee. Now, we, we again, we're just... And what was his job at Washington? Was it this still I think the same job. Um, and I'll, I'll look it up and see. But um, here, here's what I'm wondering. If he was a little bummed out mm-hmm. that he didn't get a promotion, uh, and when Tennessee came calling, or maybe he even made a call, and they offered him more money, maybe he went to DeBoer and said, you know, and Kalen said, "Good luck." Yeah, you, yeah. you know, and, and you never know. Like I, I've always been uh, a little bit. Ah, uh, here's here, okay. this could be it. I hate to interrupt. No, you. go for it. His job title at Washington was assistant head coach and co-defensive coordinator, and he came to Alabama. He did not have that title. Mm-hmm. I think we may be on to something yeah. here. Yeah, and and that's what I was going to is that that co. I, I've never really understood the co defensive or co offensive coordinators. Like, <clears throat> I think just from a from a communication standpoint, how does that work? I've never never been around a, a building that had co coordinators, but never really understood. Like, are are they arguing on the sideline, especially <laughs> offensive offensive guys? Like, hey, no, 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 we're gonna run. Like, hey, you have a run game coordinator and a pass game coordinator. Who's calling the play? Are they arguing about, hey, no, 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 we need to run in this situation, or is it all the head coach saying, okay, here's a run play, and then the run coordinator steps in, and here's like, and sometimes it's one coordinator's on the field, one coordinator's in the box, or I, I just don't. I, you see it more on the offensive side, but I just don't understand how that works. I think most situations like that, you know the hierarchy. The hierarchy, yeah. Yeah, what's going where. And for a lot of them, you know as well as I do, it's just to pay them a little bit more money. Yes, titles. You know, it's a title that will allow me to pay you a bit more money. And I don't know what the William Inge thing is, but that's a bizarre move. And my guess is it involved money in titles. Mm-hmm. That's a guess. That yeah. is that is not confirmed by anybody, but it is it does seem to make sense. And he does not have it. a co defensive coordinator title at Tennessee now. I, I do not believe he does. Okay. I believe he just is the linebackers coach. Yeah. Um and and that's you know that that's a bit bizarre, right? And that's a good move by Tennessee too. Just said as linebackers coach, Tennessee set to hire him as linebackers coach. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's good for Tennessee. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're at Tennessee and you say, hey, we've got this this new guy in the conference that's you know one of our big rivals that we may don't know a whole lot about. Maybe now we have some insider information. Whenever we go up against Alabama, we know what uh, what Kalen's doing. Like we we have an idea of how he operates a, a little true. bit by having somebody in the building that's true. that has been around him. And there's value in that. Absolutely, and that happens Absolutely. all the time. Uh, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, folks. I believe, well, I know it, this to be the case. Alabama, as a special assistant in the postseason, hired a Michigan coach yeah. that was not that was let go, uh, you know, prior to the season, I believe, or mm-hmm. somewhere. And he was not on staff, the 10 staff, but he was a special assistant. And you got to believe one of the reasons was for saving in the staff to get some intel on what's going on at Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't, didn't work. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they, it, but either way, I mean, it, it being able to have somebody on on a staff that has some familiarity with a with an opponent, I mean, always helps. I mean, you, especially now too, you would think with the transfer stuff. Like if you got a guy that's a quarterback transfer from you know an in conference or or has played for one of these coaches, and you say, hey, we're scouting them, come and sit with these coaches and let us know, like, hey, what do they call this? What what are they? What are you looking for on this kind of thing? And and being able to have that, you see it a lot in the NFL too. So I'm curious where you are as a North Carolinian on the excitement of mid February moving forward when it comes to basketball. Uh, your team is playing incredibly well i think you're locked in as a two seed right Mm -hmm. right now just talk talk to me about it yeah they've been a little up and down uh over the last you know couple weeks where you know they they had a a tough loss at georgia tech where it was clearly they were overlooking georgia tech before the duke game and came and beat duke and then lost their next couple of games uh to some lesser opponents so you you want to make sure that at this this time of the year you're you're playing your best basketball no matter who the opponent is and you're not playing up or down and you're not you know having guys to have to manufacture oh hey we need to get up for this game it's no it's the next game like we need to play our game um so that's like the one thing you're kind of looking at uh for as a North Carolina fan right now is that consistency of, hey, it's great that they can get up and, and beat Duke um, and, you know, have that big rivalry game and they play well against uh, really good opponents, but you, you can't play down to your opponents either. So um, I wanted to get into the ACC with you. You mm-hmm. know, the, the CFP today mm-hmm. uh, announced through, through their, their meeting that has always been planned for today that they've changed the format to 5-7. Nobody's surprised by that. Right. When you lose one of the five uh, and it's now a power four and you want to keep the, the group of five as an option, as an opportunity to get an automatic, it changes from five to seven. I'm curious where the ACC is, ACC's mentality is when you see what the Big Ten and the SEC have done, locking arms, we're going to address a few things and talk, sit at the table and come up with some ideas, not really including the Big 12 or the ACC. I'm looking at basketball where I'm normally seeing seven, eight, nine. ACC teams qualifying for the tournament in this specific bracketology there's just four ACC teams football seems to have t- 
taking a step back a little bit. What's the future of the league you grew up with? It, it's in your hard opinion, to, it's hard to say right now because there's so much kind of outside noise around it. It's 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 interesting <clears throat> to think like what do the individual program because I think every program is looking at it differently. Uh, I mean, you heard a lot of the stuff with Florida State. You heard a lot when when that kind of vote was happening um, it, during the fall about you know hey there were. You know, four teams potentially that were going to vote against whatever they were voting on of kind of the um, bringing in Stanford and and um, Cal and and SMU. Yeah, and you know, to me, I think that's the trouble with the ACC right now is that they're not a united front. That it's it does not seem that way. It seems like it's you know a few of the schools that are saying like, hey, we've been kind of carrying the water for this for this conference for a long time, and a few schools saying like, hey, we're we're cool with it. Like, bring bring on whoever. Like, we we're, we're happy to make a few extra bucks, and um, I, I don't think that is a good position for the ACC to be in right now. Do you believe that with the 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 lawsuit with the the court cases with Florida State and trying to get out of the you know the media rights deal um, is that a thing? If that happens, does this league crumble? Uh, if if they're allowed out to to go negotiate to go to another league, you got to feel if they go, Clemson's going. Your school's going to be looking to go, yeah, um, and and probably some others. What happens then? Yeah, no, I, I think if if it's just Florida State, the league can can survive. Like just Florida State leaving doesn't. Uh, I mean, not to say that Florida State doesn't matter to the ACC, but I still think you have a a core there. But I, I think when when you have you know one or two other teams that that are looking to get out of it, and Florida State sets that precedent of here's how you can get out of it, I, I think that is going to cause a lot of trouble in uh, the ACC. I mean, for sure, it's not going to exist the way it is, the way it has been, um, no matter what happens. Um, I think there's always going to be that constant feud, even if you know, hey, in in ten years, you know, when Florida State can get out of it without any questions asked, then you're going to see a lot of changes in the ACC but don't uh, you suspect by then though if yeah, it's by a then, decade from now by then something will happen yes. I'm thinking there could be a breakaway by then mm-hmm. and we'll see because who, I who assume, goes and who stays I assume it's something where it's like you know, kind of like a buyout situation where you know the 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 less years you have to buy out of, the the cheaper it would be. Where right now, like Florida State might say, like, gosh, we have to buy out ten years, and we have to go ten years without receiving like the the media rights and and all that. Where it's like, okay, well, in four years, now we're only we're only looking at six, we're only looking at five, whatever that is. Like how much that changes things, where it can almost be easier for them to leave. I hate to say this because it literally makes the skin, the hair on my skin kind of gives me a hot flash, but I wonder how long until we have divisions instead of conferences. Yeah, and I, I really think <laughs> that the answer, and in my opinion, the answer is that there needs to be a separate separate structure for the conferences for in football, football only and everything else it would be fine because like if you weren't talking about this football playoff situation if we weren't talking about that right now florida state would not be trying to get out clemson would not be trying to get out like north carolina probably would not be trying to get out like right. i mean the, that that's that's really the thing is like hey this is where we're going to be making all of our money as a conference like but for it to say like okay hey when you're looking at other sports like baseball like men's and women's basketball like you know field hockey lacrosse like all these sports that the acc has been pretty dominant in like 
it makes sense for it to be a regionally based conference. And that that's the thing that I think has gone so far out of the realm in all conferences, not just the ACC, but like to say that UCF is in the is in the same conference as Oklahoma State, like regionally does not make sense. Like and that's hurts those other programs. Totally as much agree. as it's trying to help football, it hurts the other programs more, I think. We'll talk more about that after we get back from this timeout, but I want to tell you about Carol's Carpet Flooring America. You know all about them, folks. The Corson family legacy rolls on with Drew. They're calling the shots. Pravel location, Montgomery location. This is what I've always said. And Murph, I think you'll agree. When you are making an investment in something, you want to do a lot of research about what kind of price am I getting? What's the quality of the product? What kind of service am I getting? Am I getting? And then the warranty as well. If I'm going to buy a stick of gum, a pack of gum, a milkshake, I really don't need to do a whole lot of working to find out about the deal. That's not an investment. That's a purchase. When you're talking flooring or tabletops uh, and all of that, that's an investment. And you need to check all the boxes. And that's why Carol's Carpet is the most recommended flooring store in the River Region and why friends send their friends there. Get by and see them. The location in Prattville is Cobbs Ford Road. The location in Montgomery is right down the road here on the Northern Boulevard before you get to the Wetumpka Highway. Appreciate Carol's Carpet, always locking arms with us here on the Max Roundtable and ESPN The Ticket. We are back with more right after this. Doug and Murph on the Max Roundtable. This is Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. I'm Don Duncan with All-American Auto and Tire, your super dealer. The other day I was talking with a state employee who said, I wish I could use my WEX card at your location. My response was, you can. I'm sorry you didn't already know that. For over 16 years, All-American Auto and Tire has been proud to honor the WEX cards for state employees. We also honor the Voyager cards for federal employees. Those cards are good at all locations in Montgomery and in Millbrook. Tires, service, or major repairs. Don Duncan's All-American Auto and Tire. Let's go, baby. Want a bud, man? Yeah, got to get right for this one. You know that's non-alcoholic, right? Say what? Bud with zero alcohol. Say what? Budweiser Zero, bruh. Say what? Budweiser Zero. Zero alcohol. Zero compromise. 
This is Johnny from Sinclair's from Bond Road. We've been in business almost 30 years. Sinclair's East, Vaughn at Taylor. I think if you hadn't tried us, you should give us a try. We've got a great menu. Offered anything from chicken fingers, wings, salads, fajitas. At lunchtime, we do great country lunch with different vegetables and different meats every day. Sinclair's, where you get great sandwiches and our daily meat and three special at lunch, two great pasta, chicken, steaks, and seafood for dinner. Our most popular items are, we got a soup called She Crab Soup which is extremely popular. We've got a bunch of pasta dishes, which people love. Mediterranean chicken is my favorite. Sinclair's. We do live music, light stuff on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then on Fridays and Saturdays, maybe three-piece bands or four-piece bands. Come see why Sinclair's has seen lesser restaurants come and go over the years. Johnny Sullivan Sinclair's at the corner of Vaughn and Taylor. Find them on Facebook at Sinclair's East. Google search Sinclair's Restaurant. Sinclair's. Tired of low wages? The open road has no boundaries, and Mid-State Driving Academy can have you making more money with a secure future. Get your CDL while working at your current job, now enrolling for day, night, and weekend classes. After you get your CDL, Mid-State can also direct you to where you can get employment. They offer in-house financing with no credit check. So if you're tired of the same old routine and want the excitement of the open road, start trucking. Go to their website at midstatedriving.com or call 866-996-1888. So you're looking for a car, you want a great price for the best buy around, take my advice. Why? Why would you buy new when you can buy budget? Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs with factory and extended warranties. Why? Why would you buy new when you can buy Are you in need of a relaxing getaway? From manicuring your lawn to planting fields, nothing beats time on a John Deere from SunSouth, making outdoor projects more efficient and enjoyable. And when you test drive any one through three series tractor at SunSouth, we'll give you a free John Deere hat and mug. And did I mention 0% financing on select models? So relax, improve your property, and save at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. Restriction supply, see dealer for details, expires February 29, 2024. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable. Murph and Doug here on a Tuesday. Uh, a lot of stuff happening across sports. College football playoffs announcing their seedings. And we were just talking a little bit off air. As I had some questions about it, uh, you know, about how the if you win your conference, if you're one of the top four conference champions, that's how they're going to seed the, the playoffs. So one through four will be must be a conference champion. And how that impacts somebody who could be number two in the country 
but they don't win their conference. That's right. All right, so let me bring this up. Tell me what you think about this. So, you know, here are the game dates for the first round, for the first year of the 12-team playoff. The first round are played December 2021. Then those teams get 10 days off. The winners get 10 days off to play, uh, you know, the, the top four seeds mm-hmm. in, uh, on, on New Year's Eve, okay, and January 1st. Uh, and then the semifinals are on January 9, and and you move forward about every eight or nine days, right? And that's, <clears throat> but basically, so when's the national championship game is going to be like January 20th. Uh, I, I, let me find that schedule again. Sorry to, um, you know they they tell me the semifinals uh, when they are. Uh, here we go, January 20th. Yeah, ten more days. <clears throat> so really close to the Super Bowl, getting yeah. closer. And, and and people may say this, they may say that's a stupid way to look at it, but some people will look at it this way. As it being an advantage to be the five seed, here's why. You don't have to take a whole month off mm-hmm. before you play, and you get to play the group of five team on your home field. Yeah, There ain't many group of five teams – that are going to beat the five overall seed when the the bounty is the same. Right. You know, it, we've talked about the group of fives beating the power fives when it's their biggest game in the history of their program and the power five team they're playing is upset because they didn't make the yeah, playoff. Yeah, and you're, you're in the Fiesta Bowl exactly. and everybody's opted out. and yeah. But in this scenario, it's the same deal. You're in the exact same boat. One's playing at home. And you don't have to sit out 30 days. Yeah. You do get two and a half to three weeks off if you Mm -hmm. play in your conference championship game, but you get that kind of warm up game and probably will be a little sharper, Mm -hmm. game shape sharp. For the for the uh, quarterfinals, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, an example would have been like this past year, like Michigan won won their conference. Ohio State would have been probably that five seed. So Ohio State, uh, actually, gonna, I think FSU was but, the five seed. But yeah, but they won, but but they won saying, their conference. Oh, that's correct. FSU won the conference. That's they would correct. have been the four seed. That's right? correct. So Ohio State. Well, who was ahead of them that didn't win a conference? Georgia. Georgia, Ohio oh, yeah. State, like either one of those schools. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So either one, Georgia or Ohio State. You know, don't win their conference championship, and then they get a home game against Troy, for example. Yep. Troy has to go to Ohio State in December. Yeah. And that's, not, a, tough, that's a tough game for anybody. Not alone, to not to yeah, downplay not, Troy exactly. or anybody right, or Tulane yeah. or whoever. Exactly. But the the Ohio State or Georgia or, or whoever fits that bill and is fifth. Is going to be a three touchdown favorite right. in that game, uh, and you're able to work out some of the right. games. You're able to get well if you played in Atlanta. You know you've mm-hmm. got almost three weeks mm-hmm. until you're playing again uh, to kind of re- yeah. recharge. The, the reason I use Ohio State instead of Georgia in that because Georgia did play in their conference championship game. Ohio State didn't. So Ohio State would have gone from you know playing in, in playing Michigan. To not playing in their conference championship game because of the way the divisions were, then they would have okay two weeks to get ready for that game, which you know that that like you're saying is an advantage to to be able to kind of stay sharp rather than waiting around until 
January 1st to play. I'm with you. And and it just seemed, I just thought it was an interesting thing I saw on social media. It said the ideal place to be is the five seed. Yeah. Because, uh, you, you know, I, I don't know what the stipulation is, Murph, for how high, I think the highest group of five teams getting in. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they're ranked. Yeah. But I also think like it, it's interesting again if, if if it's Georgia and Alabama and Georgia wins the conference championship, Alabama if they're number one and number two in the country, so Alabama after you know they after losing to Georgia in the uh, SEC championship game could be number two in the country but number five in the playoffs. And that, to me, is is an odd thing. I mean, if you look at the NFL, they, they don't just say, hey, you won the West, congratulations, you get a bye. It's, no, you won the West, but you had the fourth best record, and you, you were 500, but you won your division. You're playing in that wild card game. And, and I think that's what I, I, I would assume a lot of people, that's where some of the uh, – disagreements will come and you know come december when they're when they are seeding these teams it's hey how are we a top three team in the country but now we're the five and six seed in the playoff yeah i get you uh it certainly is an interesting situation i wonder i'm curious how you feel about this you know this is the format for the next two years Mm -hmm. then they've got a whole new contract and that they're that they're that they're discussing, will it get adjusted again? This is the way it's going to work for the twenty four season and the twenty five season. Will it work this exact same way moving forward? Uh, you know, probably not, because if recent history has proved anything, the same conferences won't be there. Oh, <laughs> well, that's you true. Know, like, you know, I don't know if you heard. Uh, will you even have five conference champions? Or yeah, just... exactly. Uh, you know, they'll be. Will there be? How many powers will they be? Right. You know, will there be just three? Um, you know, moving forward after the next couple of years, I don't know if you heard what Chris Del Conte said. Last week, I believe, he's the Texas director of athletics. And uh, just in a conversation, he said, maybe prematurely, that the SEC is working toward a nine-game schedule, that they're going to play 8-24 and and 8-25 and and then look to go to nine Mm -hmm. starting in 26. How do you feel about that? I like it. Yeah. Uh, better football games for me. Give Bring it on. You know, and I, I still think, and I don't know if they will or not, I still think Sankey and the SEC should require all SEC teams, as they currently require them, to play one out of conference Power 5 team. Mm-hmm. That would be 10 Power 5 games Guaranteed. If you choose to play another one, go for it. But right. you're guaranteed of 10. And I also think I would like to see something where it's like after a certain date, you can't play a, you know, one double A or whatever, um, you know, FCS school. You don't like the the uh, easy Not games in, prior to a rivalry weekend. No, no. <laughs> like play play that game in week one and one through three. Play those games there. Get those those schools their buyouts. But you know, make sure that at the end of the season you don't have that. Okay, hey, it's the third week in November and there's no SEC SEC game. So you don't subscribe <clears throat> to the theory that if you're playing them, what difference does it make whether you're playing them in August or November? 
I mean, why should you be criticized for playing one in November when we're not criticizing I'm Ohio talking State for playing, you know, some Division One AA school in the state of Ohio in in September? What what's the difference? Because as a fan, you want to see better games. Exactly. That's all it is for me. For me, it's strictly as a fan. I want it like when you get into the heart of the season. I, I think that you need to have like. I like watching conference games throughout the end of the season, you know, to in and, and, and maybe conference games isn't isn't the best way to, to say that because you're still gonna have your Georgia play and Georgia Tech and South Carolina and Clemson and those types of games, Florida State, Florida. But you, you wanna see those those quality matchups and rivalry games towards the end of the season. You don't wanna just watch those, you know, quote unquote cupcake games at the end of the season as a fan as a fan i gotta say this murph i think one of the biggest things that we talked about last football season toward the end of the year was how the committee either didn't move a team made a statement by not moving a team or by moving a team Mm -hmm. i think most people were ticked off at the end if and i think they just threw florida state a bone by putting them fifth Mm-hmm. They should have put them six. Georgia should have been ahead. Yeah, maybe even Ohio State should have been ahead. And I brought this up. Were you here when I brought this up as a possibility? When I said, "Why rank them at all? Yeah. Why not just let the committee say here are our top twelve in alphabetical order yeah. right now, yeah. or our we top ele- our top eleven? Because you would just give your top eleven, right? Yeah, you understand where I'm yeah, going we, with that? Yeah, we talked about that. Here, here it makes are, it a better TV show. Here are top <laughs> like, 11, and here is our top group of five. Team. Mm-hmm. Or we could say 12, because maybe a group of five is in that top is 11. Is in yeah. the top 11. You yeah. never know. So our top 12, including the group of five, wherever the committee. That way, if you do it that way, and you wait until the next or the last so the Sunday where that is known as, you know, selection reveal, show, selection whatever, show yeah. you see them then, you don't get criticized more because right. you, you can then match up the mat. You can make yeah. the pairings that are better for you. Yeah. Like you wouldn't see, like I just saw how it would look this year. You would hope that Ohio State wouldn't be playing Penn State. Right. In the first round. You would hope that Ole Miss wasn't playing Georgia mm-hmm. in the first round. Don't have any conferences playing each other right. in the in the first round. So I think that would be cool. And that's similar to what they do in basketball. Like basketball, they just say, Hey, here you're you're a top four seed. You're you're four top one seed or sorry. The four one C's, the four two C's, that's correct. And, that. and and they only do it once. Right. They, they do it they once. won't do they it until selection right. Sunday. They don't say now. now like yes, all the all the prognosticators and everything, all the all the guys that have are to, doing it that are yeah. writing for their various, they're saying, hey, if if it ended right now, you know, North Carolina would be a two seed, but you don't go into Sunday saying, hey, like you think, yes, we should be on that two line, but you don't know if the committee just came right out and said, starting in two thousand and six, we got four and five that we're not seeding the teams in our reveals. We're going to start revealing the first week of November, and we're going to let you know who we feel are the top 12 teams, and we're going to reveal them to you in alphabetical order. Yeah. And that would inc- that would start some intrigue now. And then if they were, that gives them leeway, that get, allows them to maneuver teams around to get the best matchups 
five through tw- five, twelve, six, eleven, seven, ten, eight, nine. Yeah, and then you have the top. We know the top four seeds will be the top four conference champions. They don't have to reveal that until the very end. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Murph and I are back right after this. This is ESPN's Laura Rutledge, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable on ESPN, The Ticket, and ESPN 1067. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. I'm Gordon Stone, mayor of the town of Pike Road, and it is a great blessing to share with you a story about how our town's people are willing to invest. Over the past few years, Pike Road has been one of Alabama's fastest-growing communities because we invest in education, services, and character. We invest in the look and feel of our neighborhoods, town centers, parks, and trails. We also invest in our schools. It is an honor to serve in a place where we have added three campuses to our school system in four years. Further, we have achieved this with excellent stewardship. Our bonds have sold at a double-A-plus rating, and we have maintained an overall reserve of more than 10%. We have excellent and efficient services because of our tremendous partners like the three fire departments manned by great volunteers, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, a water provider, two sewer partners, two gas companies, multiple digital providers, two electrical partners, a road maintenance partner, and recently a new sanitation company. These partners give Pike Road citizens the chance to benefit from efficiency and the best of technology. We are so thankful for our partners and our citizen support. Come see us in Pike Road and welcome home. Hey, we've all spent a lot of time at home lately, but it's time to get out. Zaza, Serious Italian, is open for dine-in. Everything is sanitized. The tables have been spread out, and the alfresco dining has been expanded. It's time to get back to your favorite Italian restaurant, Zaza, in the alley downtown. You can still get either of Zaza's two famous family meals or anything on the menu for takeout. Brunch begins at 11 on Sundays with bottomless mimosas. Open for dinner Tuesday through Sunday, 495-7292 for reservations or takeout. Zaza, Serious Italian. Italian. Introducing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's six times filtered, has zero grams of sugar, no artificial aftertaste, and is USDA certified organic. We're not playing around. New Cucumber Lime Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, as real as it tastes. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Over two decades ago, when my dad had the wild idea to get into the car business, I never would have imagined being part of a multi-generational family business specializing in pre-owned vehicles. That's probably because I've heard every used car salesman joke you have, and who would want that? Neither did he. That's exactly why he started Pig Enterprises and why our family continues to do what we do today. We understand how awful car buying can be. We understand it can be stressful and overwhelming. We understand it's a big investment. This is exactly why we do the things we do completely different than the other guys. You'll be treated like family. Your money and time will be valued. You'll receive a top quality vehicle backed by our name and our free three-month, 3,000-mile pig certified warranty. There is a reason why we have repeatedly been named Dealer Raider Dealer of the Year for the state of Alabama. Come see for yourself. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. Did you know that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover your termite treatment or termite damage? That's okay because Pest Pro is here to protect your most costly investment. 
We are the only company in the River Region with a Termidor HP2 injection unit. We bring the best and newest technology to your home. Call today for a free evaluation. 265-9990. That's 265-9990. Our website is ppsriverregion.com. When you want to know, call a pro. Pest Pro Services. Sometimes you've got to move. you got to get a bigger house. Why? Too much stuff. And maybe put some of your stuff in storage. Imagine that. There's a whole industry based on keeping an eye on your stuff. How true. Over the years, we accumulate more and more stuff that we don't want to part with. Sometimes the stuff is seasonal, such as Christmas decorations and lawn equipment. Carmichael Mini Storage has the room to store antiques, business files, books, even vehicles. Call them today at 271-6464 or stop by 4225 Carmichael Road to see where you can store your stuff. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170 or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Roundtable, Murph and Doug here on the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable, and on a day when uh, college football playoffs drop their their seating and the the plans for the playoffs. Talking a lot about that, a lot of college basketball in the in the heart of it right now, and then college baseball starting off too. So a lot of great college stuff happening. Absolutely, and I know the ACC that may be the best league that you have is baseball. Yeah, uh, right now. I mean, you tell me is is it. I mean, you've had oh, no, powerhouses. Men's, men's and women's lacrosse are pretty dominant, but, but there you go. But yes, uh, I mean, the ACC baseball has been you know very strong. I mean, we talk about it all the time. You know, it's hard to hard to really say that anybody is much light years ahead of the SEC because the SEC is just top to bottom dominant. But the top of the ACC has some really strong teams. Wake Forest, uh, you know. Again, a finalist from uh, the College World Series last year. Again, number one in the country right now. But, um, you know, have have a lot of really strong schools um, playing baseball right now. Let me ask you this question. Uh, You know, I get alerts from a bunch of different sites. One is on three. Uh, I follow on three. I think they do the best, best job of any with recruiting, with keeping up with transfer portal and all that type stuff. So... I just got sent a video, and it is very, and it's entitled "Heartwarming," and it is very heartwarming. It is a uh, a athlete presenting his mom with a new house on Valentine's Day. I mean, literally, they surprised her to get her to this house for how how they did that. I don't know. When she walks in, there he is in an empty house, holding up the keys. Welcome to your new house, Mom. Mm-hmm. She obviously breaks down crying. It's a great celebration. It is very heartwarming. I'd get it. But the young man that did it is nothing more than a Florida signee, <laughs> which means he he not even graduated. Or if he graduated early, he... he but... He literally won't even play right. for Florida till the fall. Yet he's got enough money in NIL. He ain't making payments. He bought this baby. Mm-hmm. He owns the house. Right. 
it is does that take a little bit away of the heartwarming part? And I know Tennessee is in court. Uh, it's um, uh, along with the state of Virginia uh, are absolutely trying to get the the rule change that you should be able to use this type stuff to recruit kids. Currently, you're not supposed to be able to do it, but you know, attorneys general in the states of Tennessee and Virginia are doing that. I'm just having a hard time with that. I don't. I don't mind telling you this is a kid that's done nothing for that school. He's not even on campus yet, unless he, unless he, you know, enrolled early. early. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That just took away some of my enjoyment of watching the video when I realized. This was an 18-year-old kid that was basically bought to come play football at a school because he got a lot of money. And I'm, I'm proud of him for doing what he did yeah. with it. That's great. But should that be a thing? Yeah, no, it's a perfect example of these are the positives and the negatives of NIL. All in one story. Right. The positive <laughs> being that like you can afford these opportunities for, for student-athletes. The negatives to being, better their family, right? To better their family, which is you know a goal for you know you know Nick Saban talks about it all the time. You know he when he was recruiting players, it was because he wanted to make them a better person and make their future better, right? Yeah. And and that's why hey we're going to coach them hard and we're going to make sure that they're ready for the NFL or or whatever is next. Not necessarily playing football, but the the things that you're going to learn from playing football are going to make you a better person to afford these things for your family in the long run. And and now it's kind of a microcosm of society. Like everything is microwave. You know, everything is immediate. Everything is, hey, you know, you can come to Florida and work really hard and, you know, make a few bucks while you're here at Florida and then, you know, sign an NFL contract and be able to buy your mom a house. Or we can give you the money and you can buy it now. You know, so I, but again, I don't, like, don't want to take anything away from the story. It is an incredibly heartwarming thing to be able to say, yes, this this kid bought his mom a house like that is phenomenal. That is awesome. But like you said, he's not he has not stepped on. He's not played a down of football in college, let alone professionally. And that takes that does take a little bit away from it. And, um, you know, I saw I saw a video the other day. I think it was Oklahoma State's men's basketball coach talking about recruiting. Right. And he was saying, you know, now he's he was comparing it to uh, a former player that they that he recruited. He's like, I started recruiting this. He's like, now recruiting's easier. If, if he's like, I want, I want to be honest with you, it's easier because it's very cut and dry. It's, hey, do you want to come here? How much can we? How much can you offer? Is is the is the kid's response? Where before it was, I'm meeting this kid when he's a freshman in high school, and I'm having to be at more games than Roy Williams is. I'm having to be at more games than Bill Self is. I'm having to form a true relationship with this guy for him to trust me to sign with my program for a scholarship because that's all we had to offer right. is a scholarship. Now it's saying, hey, I have a scholarship for you, and he's saying, well, this school has five hundred grand a year. Do you have that? No, I don't. Sorry. Good luck. And that's it. And it, it just changes that perspective of like building those relationships with players. And it is truly buying players to, to come into your program. And how does that impact the culture of your program in, in the long term? Because you're not maybe you're not getting the type of kids that you want to come into your program because you can't afford them. Rick Neuheisel, who is well thought of, in college athletic circles, basketball, I mean football mm -hmm. mainly, 
CBS Sports, does a great show on SiriusXM. He believes we're headed toward revenue sharing, mm-hmm. and he thinks that will be the way under some umbrella to balance the ha, have a balance sheet across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that, but he, he think for that to happen, there's a breakaway. Right. That there's not FBS and FCA. There's a different level of football Absolutely. above FBS, and the revenue sharing is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I'm feeling about that, but he seems to think that's the way to get everything back on an even level and not have it state to state and all this craziness that we're now living in. Right, yeah. I mean, because one, one of the challenges is if you're Florida and you can afford to, to spend it, like it should be somewhat of an equal playing field of like right. you get a scholarship and X, not, yeah. hey, you get a car and this amount of money and an apartment and this, but he gets Billy gets this. a bicycle. Right, <laughs> but he's got something. Right? Yeah, you know, like right. It needs to be balanced. We'll take a break. Murph and I are back to wrap it up right after this. This is Dory Noka. You're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 1067. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. When it comes to your downtime, roll out the red carpet with top-of-the-line electronics at huge savings during Cohen's President's Day sale. Elevate everything you watch with a Sony 65-inch smart TV as low as $6.99 and the breathtakingly realistic sound of a Sonos Beam soundbar for only $3.99. You'll never pay a dime more than you should with Cohen's price match guarantee on electronics and ask about special financing too. Keep more presidents in your pocket with the President's Day deals at Cohen's. Think outside the big box stores. Think Cohen's. It was 1917. Charlie Chaplin appeared as a little tramp. Walt Disney graduated from high school and Woodrow Wilson was re-elected president. And in Montgomery, Chris has sold their very first hot dog. Move forward to the 1950s. Hank Williams was hanging out at Chris's. Up through the 70s and 80s, many stars and politicians discovered Montgomery's little secret. Jump ahead to the new millennium. Riverwalk Stadium, the alleyway, and the new downtown. It's now 100 years later, and Chris's is still serving their world-famous hot dogs at 138 Dexter Avenue. How long has it been since you've tasted the city's most famous hot dog? Make Chris's part of your family history. Still family-owned and operated, Chris's makes every hot dog and hamburger to order. Take Chris's to your next part of your event. Call-in orders are welcome online at chrishotdogs.com and on Facebook. Chris's Famous Hot Dogs. Taste the tradition. Itching a ride to the lake? Haul in a camper? Whatever your adventure, trust Basil's Truck and Camper to help you haul your toys. The state's only draw-tight hitch pro, Basil's can install hitches, camper shells, and truck accessories. Whether you need a fifth-wheel hitch or a B&W gooseneck hitch, Basil's Truck and Camper stands ready to hook you up. Basil's is home for rock solid, the best in enclosed trailers. Visit Montgomery's most trusted dealer, see their hitches, camper shells, trailers, truck accessories, and more by visiting 507 Northeastern Boulevard or cruise by basilstc.com. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can 
say but You've gone as far as you can go to get the very best When you say but You've said the word that means you like to do it all When you say but It means you want the beer that's got a taste that's number one When you say but You tell the world you know what makes it all the way When you say but You say you care enough to only want the king of beer lunch i can't gotta pick up my dry cleaning or i won't have anything to wear to work tomorrow there's never enough time that's why i switched to worth cleaners new 24 7 express kiosk on bond road i can drop off and pick up my laundry and dry cleaning anytime i want day or night wow worth cleaners sounds like the solution worth cleaners is excited to announce their 24 7 express kiosk this is the first service of its kind in montgomery and will allow customers to drop off and pick up the dry cleaning and laundry at their convenience day or night any day of the year even if you've never used worth cleaners before you can go into their location at 7825 vaughn road today and use their 24 7 express kiosk instructions along with several descriptive photos are posted on the wall to aid customers who are first time users visit our vaughn road location or find worth cleaners on facebook for more information your family's clothing is worth it the best sports in the Montgomery area can be found on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. This is the SEC Network's Roman Harper, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN, the ticket, and ESPN 106.7. And we're back to wrap up the Tuesday edition of the Max Roundtable. Murph and Doug here, and... Following along with Biscuits Baseball, make sure you check out BiscuitsBaseball.com. We're releasing our promotional calendar this week, bit by bit. Yesterday, unveiled some of the specialty jerseys that the Biscuits will be wearing this season. Now, that's a new thing, right? Because aren't you giving... We will replicas be, of those jerseys yeah, so away on the Friday today, nights. Yeah. So uh, we'll be wearing a uh, a throwback jersey to uh, to honor the uh, early 2000s biscuits uniforms that were kind of the the cut off sleeves that were the the type yeah. of jersey of the era. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that. Where on a Friday night we'll have an adult giveaway of that jersey, and on a Sunday we'll have a kids giveaway, and we'll be doing that for a lot of the different specialty jerseys that we're wearing this year, including a Montgomery Gray Sox, which is a Negro League throwback. Uh, we're we're honoring the Montgomery Gray Sox Negro League by kind of doing a, a quote-unquote faux forward of, of that uniform of like what would it look like if it was a modern day jersey rather than trying to look at, as it would uh, in the awesome. era. Uh, we're doing a uh, a pink out the park night uh, with our, our friends from the Joy to Life Foundation, and we'll have that jersey giveaway for kids and adults as well. And uh, and of course our Montgomery kimchi uh, that we've done year after year. You the man. We'll talk about it a lot more. I'm going to talk to you about maybe being there the Tuesday the team comes in that week. We'll see if that's a possibility. Absolutely. Uh, have a great day, Murph. Always a pleasure, bro. Uh, be good. We'll talk more heels next week when we get deeper into basketball season. Stick around, folks. Back in 21 to do it again.